Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And it's Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Drinko, Cinco de Drinko, everybody doing out there today is friday may 5th 2023 otherwise known to most white people in america cinco de mayo or as the executive producer of the show calls it cinco de drinko <laughs> we have a special <laughs> special guest in the studio what's up buddy how's it going hey look at there christopher j mcgillicuddy's in the house i can't miss the uh the annual Cinco de Mayo show. The third. Third Actually, annual. Third annual. A- anal. An- yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like Joe Biden. I can't even say Kareem Abdul. Da- Ab- Abba. 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 Car. Yes, it's our third annual DTOM Cinco de Mayo. You didn't play the music. I, it's still, we're playing Art of War right now. Hold on. I don't know. Can we? There it goes. All right. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's a pretty good mix. Hey, I'll try. (laughs) DJ D-O-N, how's it going out there? On the ones and twos, on the wheels of steel. All right. Let me fix something here. And uh, uh, I know this is riveting. Mm. All right. I think I'm ready. You All right. Think? I think. All right. Let's get some business out of the way real quick, and then we'll get down to the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget about our other sponsor to the show, uh, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. 
<laughs> Use promo code DTOM at checkout. 30% off your purchase price. That's a nice watch. That's nice. You like that? Look mm-hmm. at that. It's huh? nice. Yeah. Where's uh, mine? Uh, right. So Christian Lawson. <laughs> well, ChristianLawson.com. Use D- promo code DTOM. You get 30% off. Hey. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Shows up once a year and he wants a free watch. <laughs> right. Um, also, guys, please make sure uh, if you're on social media, follow us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. Haven't done a drink video in a while. Should have done one Should've today. Done I one guess. Today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. So do you do you want to tell me what we were drinking first? Yeah, we were drinking. We started the day off, so we got done with work and uh, getting ready to, to do the show. I can talk, as you can see, and we. Made a drink. You found this drink on on the Ticker Talker. On the Ticker Talker. And uh, supposedly this was Anthony Bourdain's favorite drink. So I'm basically going to kill myself after we're done. Too soon. Too soon. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get the pronunciation of this drink. See. Caparina. What do you want to put in me? Oh, Bill's here today too. I forgot about that. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Hey, pretty good, guys. How's it going? So this was a Brazilian cocktail made with Did what is it? Cacaccia? Cacaccia, lime or lemon juice, sugar, and crushed ice. So essentially what it is <laughs> is a is a margarita with rum. With rum with instead of Brazilian tequila. rum. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll tell you when he um when we op- he opened the bottle of rum and uh I <laughs> took a little sniff. I was like, hmm, mm, no. <laughs> I don't know. How did it turn out? It was very good. Okay. Now, uh, essentially, what is it? One whole lime, essentially, right? One whole lime cut into fourths. And then you uh, put them in the shaker, put three sugar. teaspoons of, of sugar, sugar. Mm-hmm. muddle, pour the the stuff. Two <laughs> two to three ounces. and Or four. Or four. <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing a Dawn pour. Right. Mm-hmm. Shake it. Don't break it. And pour it in the glass. Dirty. Dirty. Right. And pour the liquor in, <laughs> and it's pretty good. It's it's uh, it was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. I guess is a good word. Now the video, the guy says, uh, "What did he say? Have you out of your pants?" Uh, the, by the third sip, you're the, like, "Where are my pants?" But here's the problem with that: Chris actually was out of his pants making <laughs> the drinks. Right. So I was like, "What's up with that?" <laughs> you're welcome for the show. Right. Don't act like you didn't like the Shake Show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this is the Gay Podcast, brought to you in part by KY Jelly and uh, Astroglide and Bud Light. (laughs) Okay, do we have anything else? Uh, Guys, follow us on our website at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And please, whatever podcast app you're listening to us on, follow the show and uh, share this with your friends. All right. What do we got? Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. A uh, national treasure in Mexico. I mean, it's their Independence Day. And we are celebrating for them. <laughs> right. And it's it's interesting because you don't even... <laughs> I don't even know... I, well, I don't know any Mexicans, you know, because I'm white. And, uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, do they celebrate... Single to mile? I'm sure. I just I wonder. I, I mean, mean, isn't it kind of like their Fourth of July? 
I understand that, but they celebrate Fourth of July too. So is it kind of well? So they me, celebrate Fourth of July like we celebrate Cinco de Mayo. So it's, <laughs> it's a reason to drink. I mean, I'm happy that Cinco de Mayo is on a Friday. I'm off Saturday. Right. I get off work tomorrow. We'll go to the gym. Right. And then I'm gonna go get drunk at the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Hear me out. Call in. <laughs> Sorry, Terrence. <laughs> All right, so it's been a it's been a while mm-hmm. since Chris has been on the show. Not so much that since you've been on the show, but since you've been in the D Tom Studios, right? Since the last alleged rapid. I see. Oh, <laughs> yes. I thought this tasted kind of funny when we <laughs> made this new drink. Yeah, you made the drink, so I don't even. <laughs> well, I guess I made these drinks. I see you got a new soundboard. You like that, huh? It's pretty. Yeah. Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been playing with it. I can. And the soundboard. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, this soundboard, not that I've messed with it with you guys, but we were playing with it earlier and the soundboard. <laughs> but uh, what was this one? That was this one, yeah. <laughs> I can't, okay. I was about to say, shit, I can't change it back. All right, guys, here you go. It's all distorted today. So, anyway, what do you have for us today? What do you have? I literally. Told you everything I have on my page. Right. That was the intro. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. A couple of things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Okay. And it, and it's nothing breaking news. This mm-hmm. isn't anything earth shattering. It's more of a, a of a situation of um, uh, karma's a bitch. Reap what you sow. Uh, ha ha. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we all know about Tucker Carlson. Losing his job, not losing his job, maybe he lost his job, maybe whatever. We don't know the details because no one's really has said anything but, yet. But his show is gone. Right. Okay. So last week, The View, right, mm. came out with this whole haha Tucker got fired thing. And you probably have heard this, so I'm going to go ahead and play it again anyway. So, Word has just come whoopee. down that Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. All the parking seals in the audience, right? responsible for the degradation that we see somewhat of our democracy. All right, I'm going to stop her dumbass. Here's where the haha, you get what you get. Uh, this came in the other day. Uh, ABC declines to uh, renew Whoopi Goldberg's contract. Ooh. Sugar water. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold the phone. Come on, man. It's- where are we at? Where is it at? There it is. Here, here we go. Cinco de Mayo. Agua de azúcar. Here we go. Agua de azúcar. That's sugar water in Spanish. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Unless you want to hear it in this. Sacar Russian sugar water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have it in Chinese? Uh, they don't have sugar <laughs> or water. <laughs> so they wouldn't get the translation. <laughs> okay. Too soon? But right. point being was this. 
you go out on TV and you say, na, 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 you know, you hold the whole thing and Tucker Carlson's gone. Yay. Ding dong. The witch is dead. Okay. Hold your roll <laughs> because he's going to pop up somewhere else. Make plenty of money doing that. Probably more so. And he's still going to be the, the guy he is. And uh, in the meantime, oh, look at there. You got fired. Where are too. you going to be? Right. Old ass fucking washed up. She'll end up on CNN or MSNBC probably as a fucking contributor or something. Someone will give her a job because why not? Why? Well, I get it, but. But no, but but I mean, seriously, why? What's well, her What's her expertise? She used to be a nun. Mm, no, no. I'm pretty sure I saw her in a nun outfit. Mm, no. She was married to a white guy. Yes, but my 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 point is, is you know, um, like what does she bring to the table? What right. do, What do any of these well whores I, bring to the table? <laughs> I mean, I not agree, for nothing, but, but <clears throat> Joey Behar. Here's the funny thing about all of this. About all of these people, these people now that have talk shows, whether it's The View, um, I, I want to say Regis and Kelly, and I know that's wrong because I think he's dead. So mm-hmm. Kelly and whoever Kelly. she's got with her now, her husband, I think, now is on there, right? If you say so. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't get home in time to watch a lot of daytime. <laughs> what the fuck uh... ever. <laughs> what the f- Yeah, because you're still at work. <laughs> yeah. But Fallon. Uh, Kimmel, Colbert, The Daily Show. Well, you know what happened this week. You heard what happened this week, right? Mm-mm. Now, all the writers went on strike. Oh. So none of those shows, The View, The View came out, I think it was Monday, their show Monday. <laughs> we don't have any writers, so here we go. Mm-hmm. And it was that much. Wait, 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 wait. So a talk show amongst, is it four people? Uh, Four or five, whatever. Okay. And because the writer is well, on... Be, because you don't have... Is it a writer's strike? It's or? a writer's strike. So you don't have the joke makers in the... So so all their content, all their supposed funniness comes from the writers, not from them. Right, because they're idiots. Oh. So, so you could pretty much get anybody up there because basically what they're doing is they're pulling a Joe Biden, the ring from the cue cards. Well, essentially, here's what you have. You have Whoopi Goldberg, say what you want about her, to there's a certain niche of people that think she's funny and special and whatever. They mm. they have a name. Well, I don't here's the thing, other than her and, and Joy Behar, I don't even know any of the other chicks. Honestly, I didn't know it was still on the air. Well, and that's the thing. The the view when it first came out was a daytime um very Okay, so like on Fox, they have mm-hmm. outnumbered at 12. And it's four women and a dude. Okay. And the dude is outnumbered by the fourth chick. So there's, okay. uh, I can't think of the names that are on there, but nonetheless. And <clears throat> they talk about news. And it's like, this is what's happening, and maybe this, and maybe that, and whatever. And they give their opinions. It's an opinion show. The View was set up the same way. So Barbara Walters started that show and you had people journalists on the show right right and uh 
I think that's where it gained its popularity. And then over the years, now that's probably 20 years ago. Over the years, it's changed people. And like, with the exception of Whoopi Goldberg, we know her as a comedian slash actress. Well, I mean, whatever. Back in the day, right? Sure. Back in the 80s, she was in like a one or two movies. I, I honestly could name three movies that I've that I haven't even seen her in, but I know she was in. Okay. I've only seen one movie. Well, okay, two movies that she was in. Okay. I can name four movies. Sister Act. Okay. One and two. <laughs> okay. I saw the first one. <laughs> okay. I saw enough in the first one not to see the second one. And uh, Jumping Jack Flash. Mm. Yeah. And Ghost. Okay. That's it. I couldn't name another movie she's ever been in. That's it. Now, mind you, that's four more movies than I've been in. <laughs> I get that. But who in the fuck is Joy Behar? Her, her, whatever. I have no idea. What is she famous for? Yeah, exactly. And I know some of the other ladies, uh, like Sonny Holston, I think, is <laughs> one of the names. Who? Right. She, uh, she, uh, was on one of the CNN or whatever. But nonetheless, I think the funny thing is you have um, all these shows who are constantly bashing Tucker and whatever. They're all in reruns now because no writers. Right. Forget about your TV shows. I'm talking about your any show that has writers. So your late night shows your afternoon talk shows, anything like that that have writers. I think it's WGA is the is the guild that um, that is on strike. But then I also saw that uh, <clears throat> the interesting thing about the whole strike is <laughs> if you're a writer, okay, you're a writer and you write scripts, you write whatever, sitcoms, whatever you write, is this the best time to take a strike? With AI making such a... Yeah, I mean... Because I saw a thing where someone, whoever it was, went on to one of the AI things, said, write us a Simpson episode. (laughs) And it wrote a Simpsons episode. In AI. Yeah. Yeah. So, is like I said, you... Are a writer, you physically sit down with you know however many other people, and you sit there and you write a sitcom or you write, okay, Whoopi says this and Joy says that and Susie says this and and ha ha ha. All you got to do is laughs. <clears throat> all you got to do is like feed, feed past current, episodes or current. Well, I mean current current events, but past episodes, so you can see how this person speaks, this person speaks. You don't even need, you don't but, even need the voices. You just need the no, script. No, no, no. But I'm saying from the script, you can <clears> see <throat> this person says this type thing. That, you know, Because you're right. talking about the Simpsons. I'm not talking about those bitches anymore. I'm talking about the Simpsons. So right. you can see Bart Simpson says this. Homer right. Simpson says this. You know what I mean? Like you, you feed it, and then it builds a story based off of... Mm-hmm. It was interesting because you're talking about AI. I actually saw there was a... a um, it was a beer commercial. Made by AI. Bud Bud Light. Might have been Bud Light. Oddly enough, it it was freaky to watch. Bud. Did you see it? No. So it's like the, <laughs> it's like they're they're doing the normal 
party backdoor grill. <laughs> it was Bud Light. <laughs> it was Bud Light. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. But, but back, it was like doing backyard. the grilling backyard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, slip of the tongue. Um, Freudian slip. Um, but, but anyways, it was doing like a cookout or whatever, like a party back backyard party. <laughs> And, uh, but it, it starts out like normal enough, you know, people are, oh, you know, laughing, drinking the beer. And then all of a sudden it's like the fire starts getting bigger on the grill. The bottles start morphing. Like it's almost like morphing into their mouth and stuff like that. I mean, it was getting like weird. It was right. getting freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Right what were you drinking that day? <laughs> Look, that's neither here nor there. I'm telling you what I saw. Look, I was doing psychedelic mushrooms. That's beside the point. I was doing some of that honey that we were being told about it. <laughs> the, yeah. the Nepal honey. <laughs> so, real quick, on the writer strike, that's just in. Roger Goodell reiterated today he plans to start the NFL season on time, even if the writers. Don't. Wait, 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 right. wait. So why would that? Because the NFL's fake. So they don't have the script for the new season? Right. They're just going to wing it. <laughs> so they're actually going to play football. <laughs> we'll see where the season goes. Why does he look like Vince McMahon? Oh. <laughs> so, now that's uh, that's all I got, buddy. Oh, man. That's it? The rest is up to you. I'm going to go ahead and sit back here and drink my drink. <laughs> One of your eyes is already closing. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sure I've, I've got plenty to say as you talk. I'll chime in. Okay. <clears throat> so I wanted to ask you something. Oh, God. Here we go. Is this intervention? <clears throat> you have a problem, buddy. Nancy, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I thought you were at work, babe. What's going on? No. Um, so you know who Alex Jones is? Alex Jones. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Most people know who Alex Jones is. <laughs> was it Illuminati? Okay. Right. Right. So... <clears throat> Do you know who the original Alex Jones was? Wait, what? Right. <laughs> Do you know basically who Alex Jones stole most of his stuff from? Alex Jones? No. No. I I do not know. What if I told you that there was somebody that predicted that 9/11 was going to happen? Do I need to get the Detom file music out? <laughs> and that Osama bin Laden would be blamed for it. Okay. What if there You've was somebody got me intrigued? What if I what if I was to tell you that there was somebody that has predicted almost precisely exactly what we're going through and what's happening right now in the world? Nostradamus. No. No. Oh. Somebody a little more recent. I'm thinking back when I was in high school. <laughs> you went to school with Nostradamus? He was a sophomore when I graduated. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Why? Why? Why do I feed into it? <laughs> you did it to yourself. I did. Anyway. Have you ever heard of Milton? Milton Bradley. <laughs> Milton Bradley. Uh, have you ever heard of William Cooper? Bill Cooper. Bill Cooper. No, but for some reason I sounds familiar. Okay. Bill Cooper is considered to be like the grandfather of conspiracy theory. Okay. All right. So, 
you had this guy who he, <laughs> <laughs> he was a guy, <laughs> right? No, no, I'm on Twitter. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I made the mistake the other day. I don't know. You haven't listened to the latest show. No. But I, I went back two years in time. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's, it's 5-3-21 or 23. Real quick, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, breaking news. It's just, just in. Okay. The Biden administration blames Trump, the Trump administration, for the Biden administration. Ooh. It's all Trump's fault. It's his fault because he didn't win or right. because he didn't? Because he didn't cheat enough. Gotcha. I'm on so the cheat. You, tra- I'm on the cheat train with you, buddy. So you, are you I'm there? on the you're cheat train. There? I'm on you're the cheat there? train. I've I've got to believe that you're finally there. I'm 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 at the station. I'm sorry. So go ahead. No, no, no. Bob Johnson. I, I'm I'm enjoying this for a moment. <laughs> I so, could see that. Put so, it. So you could say I was uh, right. Thank you. Thank you. It pains me. Right. But with that being said, guys, make sure you go out and vote. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't Stay matter. home. Don't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> Go do something else. Go to the beach, Me? hang out, drink a old fashioned or a capena or a, or a uh, uh, uh. yeah. Shit. Right. Damn it. What was it called, Bill? I'm not sure. He placed it something about in me. There we go. Uh, Pepperinia. It's Pepperinia. Pepperinia. Oh. Pepperinia. <clears throat> yeah. But what are we drinking now? We are drinking a vanilla old fashioned. Mm, very good. It is. It's really good. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. William Bob. Bill Cooper. All right. Billy C. Billy C. So Bill Cooper or William Cooper was a former <laughs> was a former naval officer, and he. It's kind of it's kind of weird because he also claimed to be in the Air Force. There's no record of the fact that he was in the Air Force. There is record on, you know, actual record of him being a naval officer. He actually served in Vietnam. He actually saw combat in Vietnam. And he also served in naval intelligence for a short period. Okay. And he, he uh, was discharged in 1975. And he started having a very... Um, like a, a skeptical view of the government in his okay. time. So he came out of his military experience saying that he saw some documents and stuff like that. Now he was in his early beginnings. He was very much into uh, UFOs, you know, ufology, stuff like that. So question real quick. <clears throat> when, when was this? So, so uh, he was in Vietnam. So seventies, right? 68, 69, somewhere around there. When did he start doing this stuff? Uh, probably in the mid to late 80s. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to get a time frame. Because yeah. when was Alec Jones? Alex Jones late didn't come 90s, around until the late 90s. Yeah, mid, mid, mid to late 90s. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, <clears throat> Bill Cooper actually started early days on uh, these message boards on the internet. This is <laughs> These were the, the pre- Twitter and oh no 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 this, this was, was like uh, this was when instant messenger or whatever on this uh, was pre- AOL that. this is 1988 1989 so when Al Gore first put out the internet <laughs> right he was uh, they were basically like it was like the pre 
to message boards. Okay. Okay. So basically what it was is it was kind of like a messaging system, but there was no subject line. It was just like you, you posted stuff to this message board and it was like hmm, message, message, message. You couldn't even like reply. You know what okay. I'm saying? So it's just like a big wall of, uh, of messages, but he never, nevertheless, he was putting all this kind of questioning about the government, stuff like that. Like I said, he, he was very heavily into UFOs early on, uh, claimed to have seen a UFO come out of the water while he was in the Navy. Uh, what was it? He was stationed aboard a ship. I can't remember the name of the, uh, the ship, but said, uh, a, a UFO came out of the water that was the size of a, uh, football field. Hmm. Uh, kind of flew around a little bit and then went back under the water. So, nevertheless, uh, Bill Cooper, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So, he wrote a book that became very popular. And he wrote this book in 1991. Okay? okay. And it was called Behold a Pale Horse. Mm -hmm. Which, obviously, he's taking the name from... The Book of Revelations. Okay. You know. No. Well, one of the one of the four horsemen. Right. Was a was a pale horse, black right. horse, right. Right. <clears throat> and in it he outlined some very um some very what was very thought to be very fringe stuff at the time. Very anti government, very um talked about the the new world order talked about now granted the subject matter that he was talking about was not new it's not like he created it right right but he got very specific with certain things and i'm going to read you an excerpt from from um part of his book okay okay so it says after world war ii something happened that was to have a tremendous significance for all mankind the intellectuals took note of this happening and brought it to the attention of the world power elite. And the elite were severely shaken by the predicted repercussions of this event that they were told that by or shortly thereafter the year 2000, the total collapse of civilization as we know it and the possible extinction of the human race could occur. It could occur that it is if we... Uh, it could occur as if if we did not destroy the Earth with nuclear weapons before then. They were told that the only things that could stop the predicted events would be severe cutbacks to the, to the human population. Like population? Like to the population. Population like, himself, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We need to cut down the yeah number of people. 500 million, right. <laughs> the secession or retardation of Technological and economic growth. Hold on. Did you say retard? Retard. Okay. Never go full. <laughs> the elimination of meat from the human diet. Hold on. William Cooper. William Bill Bill Cooper. Gates? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. Hmm? These are the things that he was saying was outlined. Now, in this, this was in mid-90s. This... According to him, this was a, a document that he saw during his time in naval intelligence. Oh, so it was a document. Right. I got you. 
Uh, this wasn't a prediction. This from wasn't him. no 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 no. He wasn't this like he, he was writing like, about something he saw. Right. I got he you. saw a document. It, basically, this is a plan being laid out. I got you. Uh, the elimination of meat from the human diet, strict control of human reproduction, a total commitment to preserving the environment, colonization of space, and a paradigm shift in the evolutionary consciousness of man. Whoa! Now. That was my San Tripoli. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I have one problem with that okay space i mean come on okay i mean you got the van halen belt you got the dome i mean okay no i'm joking no no no. no. i'm i'm just being facetious but i'm serious um interesting that okay. this was a uh, uh something he read in this was this 20, was based off a, a 30 years ago let's yeah. say Supposed document. now 30 years ago you're you're reading this and you're like what the, what fuck, the fuck is, fuck he, is yeah. he you're at this dude's just and this was when internet. This was when you, for those of you of of our age range or older, right? Or you know, if you're within our age range, this was back in the day when you, okay, guys, I'm I'm gonna get on the computer. Don't get on the phone. This was pre. This was pre that. Well, it was internet. How'd it was internet. On? Well, this is yeah, but I'm saying this is like the this wasn't early even, days of the oh, internet. So this wasn't even like getting on AOL and no, looking this at, was you know, that transvestite midget right. porn and stuff. Like yeah, like yeah. That that did that record? <laughs> it recorded. <laughs> so this was essentially just a message board. This was. It wasn't even. It was almost like text messaging, but internetly. Right with no grouping. Like you can't even search it by subject. You, just you literally post a message, it, and then the next person posts a message, and then right, the next right, right. person. So, so it's it just it's like a community right. uh, message board, right. essentially. Right. I got you. Yeah. And it's not like nowadays where you can go on Facebook or Instagram or t- uh, Twitter, or, right? Or you know uh, TikTok, and you follow you know shows like so you, you know, really had to don't know what you were looking for. Right. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. A lot of those subjects right there kind of stand out to you, right? Okay, yeah. So we're talking about, because we've seen certain things with the Georgia Guidestones. Right. Right. So, so we talked about the, gar- you were on a show mm-hmm. when we talked about the Georgia Guidestones. Mm-hmm. Do you, you recall when those were built? It was like in the 60s, wasn't it? You know what? 70s. The cool thing about the internet, we can look. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I guess I could have been doing that while you were talking. George Godstones. Erected in 1980. So. Okay. So. Time frame. A little early. A little little early, but I mean, it's it's not like uh, he's got his eye. I mean, he could have gotten some of his thoughts from from that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I know a lot of the. The criticisms from the supposed document that that he he claims that he saw this this plan that was laid out. I understand a lot of skeptics, like the skeptics say, well, if you really had this world's elite uh, devising this great plan, you know, why would they leave this? Why would they make a document? First of all, why would they make a document? Second of all, why would they get it out there? Why would they? You know what I mean? Like, 
why would you leave it for somebody to find? Because supposedly the story is that I, I believe the document was left in some sort of IBM copier thing that was sold on the, like at some sort of rummage sale or whatever. And that's right. where the document, you know, supposedly blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've seen some weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah, we've but, seen some weird things happen that we're like. Well, you're also talking 30 some odd years ago when this, what we, what we're doing right now was, never existed. Right. The way we're putting this stuff out was a vision. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because look at the, mis- the, look, the quote unquote mistakes that people do now with shit online. Right. Right. So yeah, I could see an art, you know, uh, some kind of paperwork being left behind. Right. I mean, it's no different than leaving a laptop at a fucking uh, repair shop and then not picking it up. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the the odd thing is, is again, I, I told you this is nothing new because there was actually another book that we've talked about before on the show, and it was called The New World Order, and it was by A. Ralph Emerson. Epperson, sorry, where it it kind of outline stuff for the new world order right and i know i know bill cooper was big on the illuminati he never said i I don't think he referred to it as the new world order he he referred to it as the illuminati he he referred to this group of people and that's why i was asking you earlier about the uh the um the protocols of the elders of zion so he actually talks about it in his book but he didn't believe that the jews were behind everything right he he said replace Jews with Illuminati, which from doing the Kazarian Mafia show, you could say that those are kind of interchangeable. I I think a lot of it's interchangeable. So he wasn't far off base by saying whether he was or wasn't wanting to be anti-Semitic or whatever. You right. know what I'm saying? I think he had a view that the that the Illuminati was the biggest group well it was the biggest threat these were the group of the elites right. well, these were the the upper echelons of the elites i would i would say that the illuminati that that i talk about that i do in the shows the bloodline of mm-hmm. the illuminati's a lot of those people aren't even jewish the kazarian mafia is a whole nother subsect of <laughs> i would even venture to say that if you i know people can't see what i'm doing right now but if you were to build a like a, f- a food pyramid, mm-hmm. so to speak, right? <laughs> Kazarian Mafia would be at the top, then Illuminati, the bloodlines, and then that breaks down from there. The the connection that those thirteen families have to other entities. Now, that does that. That's not to say that the Illuminati is a Jewish-run organization. Obviously, the Rothschilds in that group would be yes. Uh, the other 13 names, um, without having them in front of my face, I don't think any of them are considered, you know, Jewish, you right. know, uh, but, but doing the Kazarian mafia show, the, that's a, that's a name or phrase or whatever that most people don't know. There's mm-hmm. a select few amount of people that, even like you say, Kazarian Mafia. If you were in the grocery store and you were talking to your wife about whatever and mentioned Kazarian Mafia, people probably would think you were talking about a mafia. 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could even just say the Kazarians. Or, yeah, Kazarians. And like I did on the show, it's something that is based in Jewish lore, I guess would be mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Um, but the Illuminati is, I guess the way to make it, to, to dumb it down and make it easy, the, the Kazarians would be the president. Okay. And the the, the uh, Illuminati would be your generals. Yeah, but we're finding this out now. Now. Where information he was talking about it 30-something like, years ago. Right. So Because he read a fucking government memo, right. essentially, saying, hey, this is what's up. Right. And I'm not going to say that, look, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to say that everything that he talked about was on the up and up, okay? I'm not going to say that he didn't have his Alex Jones. By the way, him, he and Alex Jones did cross paths slightly. Right. And he thought Alex Jones was a fucking nutcase. He thought he was a hoax. He thought he was a uh, a fraud, and he called him as much. So Alex Jones kind of, after he died, kind of took it on. He can ride so- out from under us, and that's the only end result that can come out of a debt-based economy. And the only way that they can't get caught is if the people allow them go to go. To- so this is Bill William Cooper, Bill Cooper. talking mm-hmm. about a cashless system in 1998 with a cashless system. Alex then Jones. they can never get caught. Right. But if they don't go to a cashless system, eventually the economy will collapse and they're going to get caught. That's exactly it. And In that's fact, why they want to go to a cashless system, and that's why they ultimately have to. Anybody understands how this economy works and what the end result of a debt-based economy where the interest is never created or are printed and, and the way that it works. It's a fiat Ponzi scheme. That, that it's got to collapse or they have to go to a total totally cashless system in order uh, that they don't get caught and, and so well, and and one of the actual things that he actually said was that there were going to be five to six banks essentially that were going to run the world right and what are we seeing now we're starting to see the banking collapse and we're starting to see those well i'm hearing more like four okay banks because you the obvious four chase mm-hmm be uh, Bank of America, Wells, and the Bank of PCGC. <laughs> the money runs deep. You know, when you're rich. Now, what's the fourth bank? Uh, the Bank of something. I do know that. <laughs> there is a fourth bank. Interesting. Right. You know, look, you come here for hard-hitting facts. We bring them. <laughs> the Bank of something. Right. It's a bank. It has money. They do financial transactions. Right. So, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Right, right, right. Right. And again, when did you say that? 89? 98. 98. So, 1998. Citibank. Citibank. Sorry. Go ahead. So, 1998. Right? Right. You have accounts at... Do, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. Now, uh, as I was saying, he... Look, he was kind of out there in, in some of his stuff. and But I'm going to tell you the story. And, and understand, he, like many people, I think took the assassination of JFK too hard. Like, it, it, it very, I think it affected him very deeply. Right. Now, listen, I, I'm going to paint, I'm going to paint for you a guy. Was he a fraud? Maybe. Was he a crazy loon, lunatic? 
conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearing, probably. Right. Was he a right wing um, extremist? I know some people paint him as that. I'd say probably not. I'd say, if anything, he was probably more like a centrist. Okay. Um, he very much believed in in um, like equal rights. He wasn't he wasn't like a white supremacist. He didn't believe in the the white. He wasn't like a white nationalist. Right. He wasn't. He very much believed that. I, I believe one of his actual quotes was saying that he believed that the world would be a better place if women actually ran the world. Well, he was insane then. Well, well, nevertheless. <laughs> but just he, joking to all our female <laughs> listeners. He had a theory that. Hmm. JFK was killed. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm. I know what you're going to say because I'm JFK reading it right now. JFK was killed because he was going to release the information on that aliens were actually real. So he was killed by the driver using a like a CO2 powered or some sort of gas powered. Gun that shot President Kennedy was assassinated (laughs) to prevent the exposure of the alien of a secret pact with space aliens. Now, listen, let me tell you something about that. I need to change the voice and say that. Okay, (laughs) let me tell you something about that. I don't know whether you remember this because I know your memory is as short as your uh, never mind. We'll go ahead anyway. Um, (laughs) but do you remember me telling you that Kennedy actually had a memo to NASA right before he died? Listen, <laughs> so you're I'm not going to get me on every anything about Kennedy and NASA because <laughs> I have stated on this show who I yeah, but do you remember what the memo had to do with about aliens, man? Kennedy know. sent a memo to NASA and the CIA, okay, wanting all information on UFOs, all information on any alien entities, whatever extraterrestrials. Sorry. I believe was the term that they used. Wanted all this information. Okay. Shortly after. This was the last memo. If I'm not mistaken, this is the last memo he sent before he died. Right. Well, And it only came out like later on. Like I don't think anybody was ever meant to, to listen. get this. So we- the fact that I knew that prior to this crazy... Now listen... But did you hear who he said did it? Space aliens. No, 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 no. Oh. The driver. Okay. Which is coming around now. That's actually coming to fruition. Maybe. That Kareem Abba-Blah-Blah-Blah might have done. No. <laughs> um, I can't. I'm sorry. Well, no, that is actually starting to gain traction that. Maybe the driver. You watch the mm-hmm. Zapruder films, right? And you see the well, shot. You see him grabbing his neck, well, and then well, most of the Zapruder films, if you if you if you are like picturing it in your head, right, most of it's cut off where you don't see the driver, because most people didn't even realize that there were six people sitting in that car. Right, you just focus on the two. Well, you you focused on the four because that's where the, they cut yeah the, the governor film. and yeah right. So there's actually another section to that car. And I'll say this about that for those that are listening. Right now, if you're still listening, no. So good. If you don't know what we're talking about, look up this Zapruder film, the unedited version. Mm-hmm. Now you won't be able to do this on Google, so good luck. <laughs> Go on, Duck Duck. You might 
find it there and you'll understand what he's saying because I did see this post a while back where we all know the film. If you're of our age or older, you know what I'm talking about. Where he grabs his neck, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the shot from behind, whether right. it There's, was Oswald or whoever. And it's a couple of seconds. Right. And he's leaning forward, mm-hmm. right? Conley looks, I guess I can't do it without, I'm like right. actually trying kinda, to do it. But turns. He turns back to look at Kennedy over his right shoulder, right? Even though he probably would have been better off looking over his left. But he almost looks away from the driver because the driver's over here. Mm-hmm. So he looks over this shoulder to see what the fuck's going on. Right, because well, I obviously think, I think everybody did because didn't Jackie? Jackie's kind of leaning in. Jackie's like, oh, like what? There's Mike there. Yeah, Jackie's like, oh my god, what just happened? Because he's right. like, oh, and then Connolly's like, what the fuck? You know. In the meantime, you see the driver turn, turn, and he puts his hand. Well, if you look, so driver's this way. It almost looks like with his left hand. Right, but he turns kind of like this. Yeah. Right. Boom. And then. <laughs> What, what 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 happened? What happened now? Because that's when the shot when he's like, right, and, you know, and then back it was like the back to the left. It was yep. like, how the fuck did Oswald shoot him? Now, little known fact: Who did the driver work for before he was a driver? Mm-hmm. NASA. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <In the mic. laughs> that that was the uh, equivalent that of a mic dro- drop. That was my, hold on. Let me. It was a mic swing, but <laughs> mic swing, no drop. No, but I've always said now based piggybacking off of what you're talking about. Okay. The memo to NASA about this and the memo to CIA about that. And then oh by the way, we're sending a rocket to the moon and bringing the motherfucker back. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Well And then NASA was like Well <laughs> look. I'm I think I think I'm here okay, today is May 5th, 2021, <laughs> I'm here to tell you right now, this is the official document, the official word from the, from the DTOM show. <laughs> Kennedy was killed by a cooperative effort from the CIA and NASA <laughs> and, and space, space aliens. aliens <laughs> well, look. He said that he was shot with some sort of gas power uh, gas power well, gun. Well, he was that, fucking crazy. Well, that shot a <laughs> like a, a neurotoxin type thing into his brain. It's and, called a bullet. Well, but where's Kennedy's brain? Right. Look. Yeah, that's li- actually listen, that's actually listen, a good point. Listen, because that's actually a good point. Listen, I'm not saying that I believe. Hold Bill on Cooper's, a second. I think I, I just figured out the name of the show. Where's Kennedy's brain? <laughs> That's actually a good point, because where is his brain? Who knows? The aliens got it. They evaporated Maybe. it. Maybe. Well, I'm here to say this. Since we've been doing this show, okay, now we started this show January of 2021. 2021? Mm-hmm. Right after inauguration. Right, right before inauguration, actually. Like two weeks before inauguration. Because our lost, lost episode was on inauguration day, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like January 13th or earlier, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, somewhere somewhere in there. But nonetheless, so in the two plus years that we or and or I have been doing this show, I was going to say something. I don't recall sure. what I was going to say. Right. We have, between the two of us, 
have looked up a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Probably more than we probably would have if we weren't doing this show. Right. Safe to say, because you send me, you know, a thing every now and again that I do on the show. Occasionally, <laughs> you send me stuff. That I get credit for. All mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you'll send, me a, you'll send me an idea. Hey, talk. Hey, what about this? And then I'll be like, what the fuck? And I'll dive into it. Or you'll send me, you know, whatever. More so than I probably, if we weren't doing this show, and you sent me some of the shit you send me, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Block. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> Block. Right. But you know what I'm saying? So the fact that this guy was saying these things 30-some-odd years ago, like you said, he's on Alex Jones' radio show. He was probably on other radio shows. He wrote this book. <laughs> In the book wrote that President Kennedy was assassinated to prevent the exposure of secret pact with space aliens. And supposedly in this secret pact, do you, do you know anything about this secret pact? No, Have I'm you just, ever heard I'm that just, before? I'm just reading this. So it was it was essentially like a pact that agreed to letting a certain number of people be abducted and experimented on. And is that so far-fetched? I mean, we've heard... I, I'm not trying to say that... Bill Cooper is 100% legit. No, 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 I'm not no. saying that he's not 100% legit. Because look at the shit we see well, now. How many stories have we had about people's... And understand this is, I understand this is getting far out, and we're, we're... Neither one of us, I think, are big on the whole space aliens. Right. People from outer space, little green men. Right, because we know they're from the Antarctica. Right. But... <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand this is kind of reaching far out, but how many stories have we heard about people saying we've been abducted, we've been experimented on? We were probed. But the point being is, experimented on, they've had um, implants. How many people have talked about having implants? Right? Mm -hmm. I'm just, I want you to listen to something real quick. I know we're, we're talking about Bill Cooper. This is completely kind of off but but i'm bringing it in because we're talking about ufos and stuff if anybody doesn't know do you know who david ike is no okay david ike is kind of like a a researcher type he's he's very much in on the reptilian like there are reptilians was it illuminati okay he was the he was on the reptilian ship before Alex Jones even thought about being on the reptilian ship. So what I'm ship. hearing is Alex Jones is a jobber, and he stole everything from these Pretty much. people. Sheeple? He, he likes to use sheeple in a show, right? Well, okay. No, no, no but he, right, he right, uses right. that phrase, right? right? That was a that was actual phrase by Bill Cooper. Okay, Bill Cooper. Who's the other guy you said, David? David Icke. Is he alive still? David Icke is still alive, okay. yes. So, I'm just oh, going to I guess play. I shouldn't have said that, because now they know that Bill Cooper's dead. Well... We'll get to how Bill Cooper oh, died. I know how he died. <laughs> Which, He's I got something for you on that, too, by the up. way. I got something for you on that, by the way. It's a little tie-in that you might not be looking at. But I want to play this clip from David Icke. Granted, a lot of people think David Icke is a tinfoil hat. He, further out than Bill Cooper. He believes that reptilians are in control of... He, of, is, he is wearing the sunglasses. He is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes, I got you. very much so. So I'm going to play this real quick. Just listen to what he says. Across the millennium years is crunch time in this whole agenda, crunch time for the human race. This is the time when this network of interbreeding bloodlines wants to bring in its global fascist structure. 
of a world government to which nation states would be administrative units, um, of a world central bank and a world currency, a, a currency that wouldn't be cash, it would be merely electronic, for which there are fundamental implications for human freedom. And also the world army, which is designed to be NATO, um, expanding and expanding as it is now, of course, to become the fully-fledged world army, world police force. And underpinning that little lot is designed to be a microchip population, in which we are microchip with our financial details, our medical details, etc., etc. Um, and that would allow not only electronic tagging, people knowing where we are all the time, it would allow the external manipulation through this electronic means of our mental and emotional processes. This will happen unless the human race wakes up and wakes up fast. And to do that, we need to understand what's really going on. And to let people know that, we've got to stop beating about the bush, stop pulling punches, stop pussyfooting around, keeping information from people, oh my goodness, how will they react? And just say, this is going on, take it or leave it, make of it what you will, but this is what's going on. <laughs> that was last week? <laughs> Two weeks it? ago. Two weeks ago? Okay. 1998. I-C-K-E? Yep. I-C-K-E. Okay. Oh, he's on the Twitter machine. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Go ahead. All right. So, <clears throat> like I said, we were now, talking about UFOs and stuff, and I said it's far fetched as it we, sounds. But how many of the stories have we heard about people that have said, "A, I've been abducted; B, I've been experimented on; C, I've been implanted with something to where some of these people have had something dug out of them." Right. And I don't know whether they put it there, their friend put it there. They've had it in their. They stepped on it somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, it's a foreign body that they picked up from. You know, whenever they were a kid, who the fuck knows? But my point being is, there's too many stories to say all these people are crazy, and then you have information that comes out like this. Again, do I believe that the driver shot Kennedy in the in the head with some sort of neurotoxin from a gas gun? No, I don't, because we got to see his brain fucking explode on the, uh, the, 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 I'm sorry for being so graphic, but I mean, that's the honest to God truth. What happened? We need to quit acting like that didn't happen, that, that, you know, that, uh, our, our government didn't kill so, a sitting president, but nevertheless, when was that? That was 98. You said, right? For David Icke. Yeah. Yeah. Same year <laughs> that, that you just played that, uh, Bill Cooper was on, uh, right. yeah. So you you hear what these guys are saying mm -hmm. and now go back 25 years mm -hmm. you're 47 you right? go, go back you what well, <laughs> fuck you <laughs> go back to not, think in terms and i think most of the people that listen to this show are old enough that they can do this think back in terms of where you were in 1998 also think back to where we were from a technology standpoint. Well, 98, so you're talking 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I was... You were 105. I was 105. Right. I was, fuck you, mm -hmm. 25. Okay. About Think about the pre-cell phone. So 20, cell phones 20, were... No, 25, I had a cell phone, because, you know, I'm rich. <laughs> was this the brick? Was this the brick cell no, phone? No, oddly enough, I had a cell phone. Is it still in here? No, no, that's not it. It's, uh... It was a GTE, mm -hmm. right, before Verizon was GTE. So it was probably about this big. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, about that fat, you know, like 
You know. And it cost a hundred dollars a minute. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was heavy. Even though it probably wasn't that much bigger than this, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, back then you couldn't buy cases and accessories and clips and whatnot. So you stuck it in your pocket, and my pants would be falling down. Right. And uh, so twenty five. So let me think back. Let me let me do some equations. So twenty five. I was, I was born in nine in seven ninety eight. I was born in seventy three. So, uh, my son was born in 96. So, yeah, I had that first cell phone. It was because we got it because my wife at the time was pregnant. Yada, yada, yada. We got it in case, you know, anything happened. But it was like you said. <laughs> cell phone was $100 a minute, whatever it was. called and was like, hey, hurry. Yeah, you, it know? Was, like, you got like five free minutes a month or something like that. But weekends and nights were free. Then, So, not for nothing, just to get off the subject. Go to the grocery store. I'm gonna go to the grocery store, babe. Oh, Saturday. Oh, hey, babe. What do we need again? I forgot. Yeah. What are you calling for? I'm on the cell phone. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Because back then, not everybody and their brother had a had cell, cell phone. phone. So you'd be at a grocery store and you might have been one of two people that had a cell phone. Right. And we were poor as fuck back then. <laughs> but yeah. So now you have to go in and work like five hours overtime. No, because it was a weekend. It was free. Ah, It was free on nights and weekends. That's right. That's right. Okay. But my point being is from a technology standpoint, where were we at? Yeah. We were on cell phones that you were lucky you got a connection. And they're already talking about cashless society. And that, yeah. And we're seeing the stuff that these guys, him and, and Cooper. Digital. We're talking about like what he just said. That thing you just played was sound like that was last week. Right. I mean, other than the fact that it sounded like it was twenty something years old. <laughs> the well, words he was, he, was liter- saying. he was literally standing on the street corner giving <laughs> an interview. So <laughs> <laughs> you could hear the traffic running by in the background. That's a- anyway. Move, asshole! No, I don't want my window but, clean. But cashless society, digital currency, microchipped. That has your information. Right. Medical. And the, the crazy thing about all of this is everything he just said in that video you just played mm-hmm. is happening, about to happen, could happen mm-hmm. any day, any time now, right? 25 years ago, people that heard that were like, what the fuck is this guy talking right. about? So like your, uh, your uh, Billy, Billy C. Billy C. He... Also, and I'm sure you know this, had a shortwave radio show. Yeah, so, yes. so for those of you that don't understand the words that I just said, a shortwave <laughs> radio show was essentially kind of, I don't want to say what we're doing now, but in essence, it, shortwave radio shows well, was be, the beginning of podcasting. Right. It, well, it was kind of like your AM Type or, or less, it was more less. like ham radio. Like I'm out here right. broadcasting because right. you could you could literally have a a quote unquote ham radio setup with a big ass antenna outside your house or whatever, mm-hmm. and just get on there and start barking out bullshit, mm-hmm. and someone may hear you. That's essentially what a shortwave radio is. It's right. not necessarily an AM broadcast because even then you're on a radio station. Shortwave radio. Is similar, a little more underground. Right, and it's similar yeah, yeah. to what we're doing now. You ever seen the movie, and I'm sure I'm dating myself, but it had um, Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin. 
You know, oddly enough, I was about to say Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> weird. We, we share a brain. Right. And that's weird. It actually had Christian Slater in it. Okay. And I want to say it was called FM. And I could be totally wrong on the name of that show. But, um, and he did a short, and it has nothing to do with his story. Um, <laughs> but I, I'll look it up here in a second. But nonetheless, my point being is shortwave radio back in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm is similar what podcasting is today. The only difference is we have a broader reach. You know, we're heard. This show is small as it is. We're heard in all 50 states and however many other countries, another 50, 60 countries. You know, the downloads last month, I can't even tell you all the countries. Right. You know, which to me, you know me, just some pissant dude that works a – Full-time job with a part-time podcast. Right. And to know that people that I don't even know, and I've said this before, I can probably name, literally name, five people that listen to this show. Right. That I know. I know. And like Eric Foster, for example, we we quote-unquote know him. We don't know him. If he walked into the house, he would get shot. But I wouldn't know who he was. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? No offense, Eric. I'm not saying I want to kill you. I'm just saying. Um, but like you, you know, right. C E, you know, I, I I don't even know if I can name five, Chris, Carlos, Ed, you sometimes, (laughs) sometimes, oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You got me on automatic download there, right? Sure. Bitch. Sure. But I, but my point being is this, right? We're over 20,000 downloads, right? You know, that averages out to be, I know I know. when I'm going to say these numbers, people will be like, whatever. I'm only talking like 90 downloads a show on average. Right. The last year, it actually bumps it up to 100 a year, uh, a, an episode on average. Um, but, but clearly from him doing the show, he had some sort of following. Right, because right. people obviously listen to him. Right. Because you can, you can, just like doing podcasting, you can crack a mic. Sure. Sorry about that. You can crack a mic and get on here and say, and you might have one follower, you might have 100 followers. But anyway, I'm right. sorry. Go ahead. So another thing that he was very big into was, and I'm going to go ahead and quote this, and then we'll we'll talk about it, said, the CIA and military are bringing drugs into the United States to finance black projects. Cooper also predicted that the rape of the savings and loans by the CIA is only the tip of the iceberg and at least 600 banks will go under in the next two years. Now, granted, this was, this was around the time that he wrote his book. So, I mean, obviously he was very far off on the, on the timing of it, but 600 banks are going to go under in the next two years. Now, obviously we have more than 600 banks currently, right? Cause I, I swear to God, there's a, well, was he talking in this country or worldwide? He, most of the things that he were talking about dealt with this country. Okay. So he was very much DTOM centric. Real quick, the movie was Pump Up the Volume. Pump Up the Volume. Yes, Christian, that sounds Christian yes. Slater. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You're old, by the way. Shh. The current monetary structure will be replaced by a cashless system. And this is much like what you were, the clip you were playing. A system that will allow the government to monitor 
our every action by computer. If you attempt to stay out of the system, you will no longer be allowed to buy, sell, work, or get medical care or anything anything else that you take for granted. Right? Okay. Again, 1991, yeah. right. 2, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. He also very much believed that the the bringing in of the drugs he believed that the 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 CIA was bringing in drugs for the black community right he was he was one of the first ones on board with that whole thing right he believed that the aids epidemic was meant to cull like it was a planned disease and actually i i, I don't know what you're talking about i didn't have anything <laughs> which i let me see. I actually have I something heard AIDS. On that. You talking about me? <laughs> Wear a mask. You be okay. Wear two masks and four condoms. Oh, let's see. see, mm. see, see. I thought I had it here. Did hey, real quick. Uh, Ivermectin ban. It's coming down. Right? Lifted in Australia just in time. So funding was obtained from the U.S. Congress under HB. 15090 in 1969, where $10 million was given to the DOD's 1970 budget. Testimony before the Senate committee revealed that they intended to produce a synthetic biological agent, an agent that does not naturally exist and for which there is no natural immunity, could have been acquired. Within the next five to ten years, it would probably be possible to make a new infective microorganism, which could differ in certain important aspects from any known disease-causing organisms. Most important of these is that it might be refractory. refractory I'm sorry, what's that, Joe? Sorry about that. To the Im- Im- <laughs> Jesus. immunological and therapeutic processes upon which we depend to maintain our relative freedom from infectious diseases. Does that sound like something that would make you immunocompromised? Mm-hmm. You ready for this? No. Sir Julian Huxley... <laughs> <laughs> right. ...said, Overpopulation is, in my opinion, the most serious threat to the whole future of our species. The project called MK... Do you know what MK stands for? Mind control. Naomi which we actually brought up in the MK Ultra episode. Right. Was carried out at Fort Detrick, Maryland. Which is where Since, MK Ultra started. Right. Since large populations were to be decimated, the ruling elite decided to target the undesirable elements of society. Specifically targeted were black, Hispanic, and homosexual populations. The poor homosexuals were encouraged on one hand and scheduled for extinction on the other. Hmm. So, so let me ask this. Mm-hmm. And that is straight from his book. I'm going to say something. And I don't know how to say it. So, if... How do I want to reward this? If the extinction is blacks, Hispanics, gays, whatever... Why the push? Oh, damn! I just made the connection. Mm-hmm. Why the push for all this 
hyper gayism. Is that is that can we use is that good? <laughs> Gayism. So I don't even think we're in gayism anymore. Are you talking about like current day? Just tra- whatever. Transvestism, the, trans- the whole, the hell, the LBGQ2, QIK, MC Hammer, and whatever else. it very much falls in the same reproductive. How do you get people to stop reproducing? To dudes fucking well, dudes. Well, right. one, and, and this is what he equated it to. The AIDS epidemic was create a disease that made people not want to have sex. R- right. So or, they wouldn't reproduce. Hear me out. Get married. <laughs> well, I, I, I think they missed the boat on that one. But <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like create well, a, create a disease that made people afraid to have sex. Right. Now, granted, it started in the homosexual community, right? Like what he's talking about, the undesirables. Because if you look, if you look back at the AIDS epidemic, right, a majority of it were homosexuals, and it was in the black community. So let me. What what I was gonna say was before I was rudely interrupted was um you can always yeah, I know I need to thing. yeah let me shut up you son of a bitch no. <laughs> um yeah I here's here's my thought process though are they promoting the gayism or transvestism <laughs> the the LBGQ2YK MC Hammer whatever it's called uh to to push this agenda I, I really don't know how I want to say this I know the thoughts that are in my head is an idea to get kids because like people like you and I if you're gay mm-hmm. and you're 40 50 years old you're gay mm-hmm. you are what you are but if you're 10 12 15 whatever you don't really know you just think you know because well, you're being but I guess my point being is is it a, is it a point to get more people on board, more younger people on board. Exactly it is. Because if we look at look at the movement and look how it started, and we started talking about what was happening, they were going to college, and most of these people were coming out. You went, you got out of high school, you graduated high school, you went to these universities, UC Berkeley, um, what were some of the other colleges? Any college, any right. college, you had these college professors that were these progressive, these liberal, liberal whatever, professors, right? Right. And they were coming out of college. And then they started saying, we need to get them younger. So you went and you started swinging from college professors to high school teachers. teachers. Now we're going all the way down to elementary school where you're trying to get them even younger and And younger and younger. When you have the drag show reading book. Well, because, because how many people, and I'm just asking this on average, how many kids were having sex and having babies prior to going to college? I'm just saying. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm asking <laughs> uh, a legitimate question. I, I, I don't know. the percent. I mean, it was probably relatively okay, so low. So you're trying to cut down the population. You're doing a good job of it because you're, you're well, changing the minds of these young adults. Well, but it, you need to get them younger sooner because and, and guess I'll, what? They're still having sex. So well, and I'll say this about that. You just keep working of your way the, back. Of the two people... In this house right now, mm-hmm. when did you have your first child? How old were you? <laughs> I was, uh, we'll call it 20. I was 19. <laughs> Turned 20 later that year, but I was 19 at the God, time. you're a deviant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it 20 means that he was 19 too. But I think what you're saying is true in the fact that, I, I say the number was relatively low, but... <laughs> We're 100% in this house of people that have 
<laughs> that's started what recreating that's when what they were relatively you, young. You are trying to cut the puppy. And let's just go based off the Gordito. Uh, <laughs> were you going really Gord- to say Gordito? <laughs> I need a Gordito right now. <laughs> good drink, by the way. No, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Shit, where was I going with that? Gordito. You're trying go by the Georgia Guidestones. Right. What was the population you need to get to? Five hundred mil. What are we currently at right now in the world? Seven point seven billion. Right. So we need to get rid of seven point two billion. But you need to realize this is an agenda. So they're they're looking at the, Yeah, they're not gonna go kill seven seven point two billion. But not even that. They are looking at the escalation. So they are basically projecting. Right. So where were we at in nineteen ninety? Where were we at in 2000? A little bit more. Where were we at in 2010? You see what I'm saying? Like they're projecting out. So we need to call this population down to 500 million. So how do we do that? And it's not even just an American thing. It's not like. No, 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 no. This is a world. Right. Because like you look at countries like India and China, for example, that are highly populated. They have the one child policy. Exactly. But that's not enough. Right. Because there's still a billion people in that country, so you're just... (laughs) So I would say the reason why you're seeing the big transgender movement now, and especially going for the kids, I think a lot of people... Yeah, fall if, into if you this. hit them when they're like 9, 10, 11, they haven't quite hit well, puberty of, yet. They're and, like, and, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'd rather fuck a dude than a chick. I, I think a lot of people get lost in this whole pedophile thing, and it, it's all about, you know, why are these gays and stuff? It's not necessarily a pedophile thing as much as it is they're trying to make an impression on kids as young as possible to get them to swing, to get them to stop reproducing. reproducing. Right. So... I want to read this, and I mentioned this book early, The New World Order by A. Ralph Epperson. Right? The New World Order will include changes in... Let me click on this so we can raise it up a little bit here because my sight's... (laughs) Old man. Yes. The family. Homosexual marriages will be legalized. Parents will be allowed to raise their children. The state will... All women will be employed by the state and not allowed to be homemakers. Divorce will become exceedingly easy and monogamous marriage will be slowly phased out. The workplace. The government will become the owner of all the factors of production. The private ownership of property will be outlawed. So when was this? Hold on. Religion. Religion will be outlawed, and believers will be either eliminated or imprisoned. There will be a new religion, the worship of man and his mind. All will believe in the new religion. So that's a the book, a uh, the New World Order from A. Ralph Epperson, uh, September first, nineteen ninety. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're, we're, again, these are not new subjects. It's not like the New World Order was first brought up in 1990, 1989, 1988, whatever. That's not the first time that that stuff has not been mentioned. But the, the accuracy at which some of these things are happening, or, or, or we're seeing 20 years, 20, you know, 
25 years, whatever, 30 years later, the accuracy at which they're coming to be is kind of eerie. So let me ask you a question real quick. We talk about movies, TV, whatever, influencing people, Mm -hmm. kids, adults, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of what we're talking about was in 1998. Right, his the, these things we've played the the two clips that we've played so far, and I've got some more Bill Cooper clips if you want to play them of him talking about various things. But the two clips that we've played are both been from 1998. His the book that we just talked about, The New World Order mm-hmm. by Epperson, was in 1990. Okay, the uh, Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper, which he outlined some of most of the stuff that we've been talking about, was written in '91. Okay, so... <laughs> or published in 91. We are, you and I, are both old school wrestling fans, right? So we made the joke like I played the music, the NWO music, right? right. Mm-hmm. When was that started? When was that the NWO, the wrestling Hogan and, oh, and these guys? God, that was late 90s, so 96. Six, seven, very good. Ninety six. Okay. July seventh, ninety six. Actually, very good, nerd. Thank um, you. But my point being is, predictive programming, uh, movies, media, music. Mm-hmm. What? Mm. This is a situation. So, when nowadays, or even in ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, <clears throat> when these guys. Cooper, Ike, whoever. Uh, Epperson. With the other guy. Uh, I want to say George Jones, and I know I'm wrong. <laughs> who's, who's the dude? What, Alex Jones? Alex Jones, there you go. George's son. Look. But when these guys started, were saying New World Order, they were saying it before the wrestling. I'm just trying to make a connection on predictive programming and idealism. Here's the thing where you have a bunch of dudes. Oh, man, wrestling's great. Look at Hogan. Look at Nash. Look at Hall. Look at these guys. Then this New World Order, the actual, comes out. It's like, oh, guys, come on. It's just a conspiracy theory. It's wrestling. It's not real. Yeah, but do you remember when George Bush made his original? Daddy Bush? Yes. Yeah, it was 91? 1990. 90? Do you know the date? 9-11. How about that? Yeah. We are on a new world order and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be very much. We we throw these things in the face. The, the whole wrestling angle or whatever is to take new world order and turn it into something. They're making fun of it almost. You know what I'm saying? So almost like you dismiss it, right? And I would say by the late 90s, New World Order wasn't something new. Like most people knew about it, right? They'd heard it somewhere, whether you believed in it or not. You had heard the term. Well, even The Simpsons had shows that <clears throat> touched on something similar to that. I don't know if they called it New World Order or Illuminati for that matter, but right. it was a similar situation. Right. All right. You ready to move on? I'm ready. Okay. So here's the next thing. The government 
Oh, shit. I forgot to push record. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, go ahead. The government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for criminals to use. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms. Using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion, the CIA incalculated uh, that the desire of these people to open fire on schoolyards and thus inflame the anti-gun lobby. The plan is well underway and so far is working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with the Second Amendment. Now, hold that thought right there. Okay. I'm holding. <laughs> hold. Hold. This book was published in 1991. Okay. This is prior to Columbine, Eric Harrison, Dylan Klebold. Right. This is prior to Sandy Hook, Adam Lanza. This is prior to the Aurora shooting with James Holmes. Right. Prior to Parkland with Nicholas Cruz. Wait, hold on. I thought it was David Hogg. No, Nicholas Cruz was the perpetrator. Oh, David Hogg was David, the lone survivor. This is a lone survivor, My right? Mm-hmm. Highland Park, Robert Cremo the Third, and Uvalde, Salvador Ramos. So, I picked those particular ones out. I'm sure we had other school shootings. I know we had the the Virginia Tech shooting. I'm sure there were right. probably some other shootings. I picked those particular ones out because he also went on to say this. As soon as I can scroll up. (laughs) (laughs) The author also tied the usage, the usage, sorry, of psychoactric. What's that, Bill? Sorry. Uh, Not Bill. Uh, Joe. Joe. Sorry. Psychoactive or psychotropic drugs with mass shootings. Almost all mass shooters are some form of mind-altering drugs, and some even have bizarre ties to odd military programs. We've talked about a couple of the different shooters in here and in their ties to either they had parents or family members that were law enforcement or some were in the um, various mil- uh, no, uh, FBI, CIA, <clears throat> different um, things. Also, if you look at most of these, and I know we talked about it in the school shootings one of the episodes that we did and we actually said that we thought columbine was the first like real school shooting i'm not so after looking into that a little bit more i'm not so sure i'm not so sure that there wasn't something going on there um but even just look at the pictures of some of these guys adam lanza james holmes especially you look at these guys and they are shot out yeah yeah so well, and I think we talked about that. Again, 91 prior to what we consider to be the age of the mass shootings. Right. Uh, school shootings. School shootings, right. Right. This was prior to even the, you know, we're just talking about in this country, but this is prior to some of the, and I know you did a show where you talked about school shootings are not a new thing. Right. But when we talk about the school shootings from this type of aspect, from maybe a 
MK Ultra, and what you you also might want to look into that to a process called Orion. Orion is mm-hmm. the program drug. It said uh, using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion. So CIA process Orion. Who knows? Who knows what you might come up with? But my point being, the dude. When when was Columbine? Ninety three. Ninety three. Two years prior to Columbine, was calling out. They were gonna. They were gonna do this. They were gonna start using mass shootings as a way to start <clears throat> the gun lobbying. Right. Right. Well, and and we've said this though. So if you take those certain um, situations, the the ones you mentioned, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> now uh, Holmes was. The Aurora. movie theater, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> by the way, I, I question anybody out there if you can tell me where John Holmes is currently incarcerated at. He's John, not John Holmes, James Holmes. Sorry, right? The porn guy, John Holmes, <laughs> James Holmes. Oh, I have can, no idea. Yeah, neither can anybody else. Right. But so if you take those couple mm-hmm. of school shootings, let's focus on the school shootings and say that those people were psychotropic, whatever, induced. Then you mix in the, I mean, you can look at Holmes, look at his mugshot. And he's all, like, oh, oh. even though that wasn't a school shooting, I would even venture to say that. You look at uh, what was Parkland uh, Cruz, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just thinking of mug shots. Mm-hmm. You look at the the uh, Columbine. These kids were like wide eyed, shot out, like you know what I'm saying, depressed, right? But I'm just saying, even in their mug shots, oh, you know. Well, some of them didn't have mug shots because they were killed, right? So it even makes you wonder if you fast forward to recent times and what was her name in in Nashville, Audrey uh, Audrey Hale, I think right? was it? Yeah, I think so. Um, that there's obviously this is a person Audrey Hale who had issues, right? Safe to say she thought she was a dude. For God's sake, I mean, obviously she was fucked in the head. No, I'm joking, but you know what I'm saying. But you take those. 10 incidents in the last 30 years. Okay? And people will be like, oh, there was more than 10. I'm talking about these couple of ones in particular. Then you mix in Las Vegas shooters, Buffalo shooters, uh, the dude yet yeah, the other day in Texas, the dude, what was it, yesterday in Georgia, you know, in Atlanta. Right. Well, I mean, some of those... I'm, I'm just saying you take those right. just happen to be a shooting... Right. Type scenarios. And I've said this time and time again where the media, and I said this to you this morning at work when we were talking about the Atlanta shooting, the guy killed what, four people in a hospital or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I told you what? It's a dead story. And you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> Black dude with a handgun. Dead story. Mm-hmm. 
Tell me I'm wrong. Guarantee you turn on the news right now, you don't even see anything about it. How many Wait. people, how many people, and, and I'm only bringing this up because we actually did this, I think, on the show. How many people remember the Jack Shack murders? Right. And it in Atlanta for that mm-hmm. matter, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, yeah, we did a show about it mm-hmm. because it was initially propagated as, is that you or me? What? That just made that noise. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as a hate, as, as a like hate a, crime, because yeah. that was COVID. Oh, it's Asian Jack Shack. Oh, he's you know. When in actuality, it was he was um, longing for a girlfriend or yeah, something, yeah. and sexual frustration, right, right, and uh, had nothing to do with. And he even said it. Right. Well, this had nothing to do with the fact that they were Asian. They Not to mention the fact that gun didn't fit the 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 complexion right. of the person fit perfectly. So if we, he had been using an AR. <laughs> Well, we see, and, and we always, that's like, like when we hear about these mass shootings or whatever, that's one of the markers that we look for is what, you know, that's usually one of the first things we ask, what weapon was used. And you know right away because it's either mentioned or it's not mentioned. Right. It's either said or not said, you know, what was the, uh, the you know, the race, as much as we hate to say it, we're not being racist, but what was the race? Because it's true. I mean, okay, go back to, I think it was last year, could have been the year before, the shooting in New York Mm -hmm. in the subway. Don't Mm -hmm. know the dude's name, Mm -hmm. whatever. Subway, New York subway shooting. Black guy, Mm -hmm. handguns, Mm -hmm. extended mag, Mm -hmm. right? He had Glock 19s with extended 33-round mags. Um, Didn't he have like smoke bombs or? Like I think some sort he, I of... think he had some kind of percussion something. Mm-hmm. Um, story for the day, dead. Mm-hmm. Is he in jail? Did he get arrested? Did he go to court? Is he, you know dead story? Mm-hmm. Right, because black man handgun. Granted, had the deadly extended magazines that you know can kill thirty three people. But how many people died in that? Um, I don't recall. I don't know if anyone died. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, even even as recently as three weeks ago, a month ago, Louisville. The no Alabama. Oh, that the, was the, just a couple the, weeks ago. Right. Yeah, the the, the the birthday shooting. Right. What was it? How many? Was it six, five, something six? like that? Yeah. Shot, killed. Mm-hmm. Or there was multiple more than that shot, but those people killed. Mm-hmm. But how many people even heard about that story? Well, because it happened on a what a Friday night or a Saturday mm-hmm. night or something. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah, talked about a it. Mass shooting. But right. I mean, not for nothing. And right. we're just two white dudes sitting here talking about it. But <laughs> it is what it is. You're talking about a black shooter at a black party. Well, that's basically a Saturday night in Chicago. I will even say, as far as the Buffalo shooter. Now, right. that's a white shooter. White shooter in a predominantly in a black grocery store. Okay. How much do you remember hearing about that story? No. Okay. Even though it checked the boxes, they could have rode that thing because he used the right gun. He was white. Mm-hmm. And especially he was white shooting black people. That's why I'm saying there's there's something specifically about some of these cases here. And I think... That you never forget. Right. Like but, Columbine. What was that? 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. And we're still talking about it? Right. You know, because in the meantime, forget about the other ones you mentioned. (laughs) 
how many other national publicized um, mass shootings that you can name. Take the couple of school shootings out of your repertoire. I mean, other than school shootings, I can name Pulse. Uh, mm-hmm. Pulse Nightclub. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. San Bernardino. San Bernardino, Fort Hood, mm-hmm. which Fort no one Hood. really talks about. At all. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo, because it's recent. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I'm probably, I know I'm missing a hundred, but, um, and I'm not even talking about a Saturday night in Chicago or Friday night in LA. (laughs) I'm just talking about random shootings. Right. And then when, when you have an old man at his house in KC, minding his own fucking business, waking up because someone's ringing his doorbell, he uh, goes to the door with his gun because he's 80 fucking four years old, Mm -hmm. opens the door, sees some young kid. Whatever color he is, doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to the press because oh, here's an old white racist man because his fucking grandson come out and said whatever. Slim Shady himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, did you look into that guy's social media? I think we talked about it. But you have, you know, that's the story of the week. Here's right. an old man kills a poor innocent black well, kid. Well, then, then kill him, just shoots him. Well, yeah, shoots right. him. Mm-hmm. Poor innocent black kid. Um. I think on the show, I encourage people to put yourself in that person's shoes. Put yourself as whatever age you are right now, regardless of being 50, 45, 84. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're at home right now. It's 10 o'clock at night, right? You get up at, what, 1130 to go to work? Mm-hmm. So you're dead ass asleep at, at, five, at 10, at 5, <laughs> at 10, right? Maybe. Uh, except for last night. <laughs> uh, your wife's home. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's someone knocking at the door. Someone ringing the doorbell. Mm-hmm. Or you're by yourself. Whatever. You're a relatively young person. So you're not 84 years old. Are you opening the door wide open like, hey, what's up? Now, your house is an interesting setup because it's very similar to mm-hmm. this gentleman in Kansas City. You have a door. Mm-hmm. You have a breezeway mm-hmm. with a screen door. Mm-hmm. Very similar situation. So if you you keep that screen door locked, right? Not mm-hmm. that it's going to stop anybody if they really want to get in. Right. But nonetheless, if you, someone's ringing your doorbell, can they ring from the outside of the screen? No. Okay, so they have to come in to mm-hmm. ring. So whatever, whatever. You open the door, and there's a dude White, black, Hispanic, purple, whatever. Tugging on your door. Mm-hmm. Are you shooting? Are you asking questions? It's the middle of the night. You're dead ass asleep. Well, from my understanding, and, and this is a little bit different than the scenario you're painting, but from my understanding, he didn't open the door. Who, the kid? No, 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 the guy. He opened his door. I thought he didn't open the door. Yeah, because it was the same situation as your house where he had a door. Then there was like a, a patio okay. with a with – a, it wasn't a screen door, but it was a glass door. Okay. So like in my back porch. Those so are, he opened his front door. He opened his front door because his doorbell was outside. I see. So like at, at your house, if you had a doorbell outside. Now, mind you, the kid didn't actually open the door, but he was 
trying like to open, trying the to door. open the door and he shot him through the door now i'll also go in i'll say this about that that was three weeks ago where are we at the story was big for a couple of days white man shoots black kid now mind you that pissed me off because not because he shot a black kid i i think like i said i think if you put <laughs> This is a this is a perfect scenario. Joe Biden's eighty years old. Mm-hmm. If someone tried to open the door to the White House, what do you think would happen to that person? <laughs> right. Well, because he's president, he's important. Right. <laughs> White, right. black, Hispanic, whatever. They're yeah, gonna get, get shot. It. I get it. Um, <laughs> I told you this would get you. <laughs> but <laughs> it's right up your alley. My whole thing is. If I'm 80, if I'm, when I, 49-year-old Don, if I'm home and someone knocks on my door and it's dark outside, I answer the door with a gun in my hand Mm -hmm. because I don't know what your purpose is. Right. And what are you doing here this late? Yeah. It's the middle of the night. I don't know if, if, unless I get a text or a phone call saying, hey, dad, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Don, blah, blah, blah. I am not expecting anybody. Right. So why are you ringing my doorbell at 10, 11 o'clock at night? Do you think I'm just going to open the door? I remember years ago, back in 1932, <laughs> no, we, uh, I, I think I had just gotten up for work. Right. And this was when we started a little bit later than we do now. Something on my mic. <laughs> and, um, I don't remember what time. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I had just gotten up and knock at the door. And this is before we had ring. You know, like I have a ring camera. This was before that. Who the fuck's knocking at the door? She's asleep, right? So I'm like, fuck. So I go to the peephole. You know, I look out the door. And I could tell it looked like a cop. Mm-hmm. Now, there was two of them. So there's one and the other one's over this way. Mm-hmm. So I answered the door with a gun. Now, granted, the way my door opens, my gun, they couldn't see that I had a gun. I didn't open the door like, what, right. motherfucker? You know, I had Kinda the gun had behind, behind the, the door. door. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they were looking for my stepson. Uh, actually, for his girlfriend, but whatever, whatever. But I'm like, I I kind of understand you're trying to get the element of surprise, mm-hmm. but much like the situation in, uh, where was the other one that happened around the same time as the Kansas City thing? I don't recall the city. I've, nonetheless, well, the cops went to the wrong house. Mm-hmm. The dude answered the door with a gun in his hand. The cops shot and killed him. Now, granted, as far as they know, I didn't have a gun. Right. Um, point being is, in this day and age that you live in, do you just randomly knock on people's doors well, in the middle of the night? I know you're trying to get the element of surprise and trying to find somebody asleep. And I think that's that's the big issue. You know, if you remember the uh, Brianna Taylor, the whole no, no knock, knock warrant right. uh, issue, and 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 I know we've I I don't know whether. On the show, we've had this discussion, but I know personally we've had this discussion about the fact that 
you have these law enforcement agencies or whatever. Um, like you said, they want the element of surprise or whatever, but, but you run the risk of, huh, what if it's a situation like those two cops that had the wrong house? Right. You're breaking down the door of somebody that's completely innocent. For all I know, and I know you're the same way that I am, if somebody breaks down my door in the middle of the night, it's on. You know now, what I'm saying? They, because I don't care who you are. I don't know who you are because in a no-knock warrant, Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're coming as far, through. As far as I know, you're an intruder. Right. You're you're breaking in trying to steal my TV and my gold doubloons. Well, worse than that. <laughs> worse than that. At, at best, you're trying to steal my shit. Right. Yeah. As I don't far know as what you're, know, you're coming for. in here to rape my wife right. and kill me. And... Right. So, and and we don't mean to get this onto a gun. You know, my whole point of this is is this guy was talking about these things. And every time we see one of these shootings, what's the first thing that happens? Most recent shooting in Nashville. What happened? Do you remember? No. You had the chick from uh, Park. Uh, oh, right, uh, right. Highland Park. Highland Park. It just happened to be in Nashville. Right. Aren't you tired of going on about her gun legislation? In Nashville, because that's Nashville, where you'd right. be best off from but Illinois my, trying to pass gun being legislation. Exactly what he's saying. Every time you have these situations pop up, you're going to have, and he said middle class, but I think you're saying you have this side or these particular people pushing for more gunless legislation until they get ultimately what they want, right? That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to dearm the population. So Well, and I think the thing is with the middle class aspect is I'd be one to bet. I don't know this statistic, statistic, but I would be one to bet that the middle class owns most of the guns. I mean, think of it. You have not always been middle class. I've been low class. You've been low class <laughs> forever. Still no. low class. I'm, I'm going back there quick. <laughs> Whatever. Look, with the, the this day and age in the economy, I'm getting there quick. Well, my point being is, okay, so you're, what, 46, 49? I'm oh. a young 46. Okay. He's an old-ass 46 now. So Ow. 25 years ago, okay, how many guns did you own? Zero, right? Same here. And uh, by the way, we can hear you chewing that. <laughs> They're very good. It's my cherry good. <laughs> you like that, don't you? It's good. <laughs> so, 25 years ago, okay, how long have you and your wife been married? 20, 18, 18, 18 years. years. Mm -hmm. um, me and my wife have been together for 21 years, married for two, no. Married 14, so nine years. This year will be nine years. But um, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I didn't own any guns. Not not that I didn't want to own guns. I couldn't afford to own guns. Now, I would almost be willing to bet you if I could go back 20-some-odd years and talk to 25-year-old Don, 20, you know, whatever-year-old Don, probably... Was could give a shit less about the Second Amendment 
in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And and because I don't have any guns or whatever, I don't care. And I'm being I'm being truthful. Um, I didn't own my first gun until last year. No, I, I don't know. It's been a minute. <laughs> I've lost them all recently in a boat fire. That's a shame. Yeah, shame. But you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> once I kind of saw the light, I guess, of what was going on and I've always been a registered Republican. I know that means shit to you. So ideally as being a, as being a registered Republican, mm-hmm. I should be pro second amendment and pro this and pro that and anti this and anti that and I get that. But in all honesty, I I honestly cannot tell you why why I'm a re- registered Republican. I can't tell you. I could tell you now why I am, but when I was registered at you know, 32 years ago. I couldn't tell you why. Um, I don't recall my grandparents being any specific way as far as, oh, we got to vote for Reagan. We got to vote for, you know, I don't I don't know that. I can't recall that. Mm-hmm. My parents, the one time I remember my parents ever being, I don't want to say political, but like, we're going to vote for this guy was, oddly enough, what? No, go ahead. Was oddly enough, they had put a fucking, uh, the fuck was his name? The guy. <laughs> you know, he had the hair, mm-hmm. the two eyes. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Bush, Clinton, the other Bush. dude. Bush. No, the other dude. There was a third Al dude. Al No, no. Daddy Bush, Clinton. Perot? Perot, Ross Perot. Okay. When when Bush was running for his second term, okay, and Clinton was running, um, Ross Perot, mm-hmm. and I remember my parents, oh Ross Perot, wow, <laughs> and uh, and I remember being a not even old enough to vote Republican, you know, because you're talking, what was that, ninety one, you know, I was just graduating high school, I wasn't I wasn't old enough because I graduated young because I'm smart, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, what are you doing? You can't vote for pro. That's taking votes away from Bush. You need to vote for Bush. You know, da, da. I'm dumb. I'm a kid. What the fuck do I know? Um, but independent, whatever. Uh, so for life, I can't tell you why, you know, I picked the Republican Party to back. Now, um, the first time I voted that I was able to vote in a for president. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you. When I'm 18, 20, you know, however old I was when I first voted, I'm, I'll, I voted much like most of America votes nowadays. And I've lectured you guys on this same situation. Do your research. Now, say what you want about elections. I, I, I could see you over there just rolling your eyes and whatever. But the first time I voted was like, I, I don't know, ours, ours. Ours, right? And I'm trying to think, who was Clinton? Who did Clinton run against in his second term? Right? Did it matter? Well, it didn't, obviously. But I'm just, but whoever that person was, was who I voted for. So couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't even begin to think to tell you. I'm sure if I looked it up, you know, with a computer sitting right in my face, I could tell you. But whatever. 
Uh, Bush ran, you know, Clinton's done. Bush ran against Al Gore, mm-hmm. right? 2000, mm-hmm. I think 2000, Chad. right? Hanging mm-hmm. Chad, mm-hmm. which is another story. Mm-hmm. Conveniently enough, won by his brother Jeb, who happened to be governor. But um, voted for Jeb, or voted for uh, George, second time, first time, second time. Uh, then after Bush, I voted for Obama. Yeah. We've heard the story. We're mm-hmm. embarrassed for you. You should be. You know, funny enough, you bring up Ross Perot. <laughs> the funny thing about that hey, is... Hey, listen here. Oh. The funny thing about that is, is a lot of people you voted have for compared... No. I wasn't old enough to vote because you're an old fuck. I was still young and virile. Um... Ross Perot was, oddly enough, compared to Trump. Like, he would have been what, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Businessman, lots of money, didn't really have any political experience. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that Ross Perot didn't have was the name. Well, my my thing about Ross Perot, now this is me, 17-year-old Don, was just that. Why in the fuck does a billionaire want to be president? You're a billionaire. Now, what do you think? I said the same thing when Trump. Why would Trump want to run? So, like, for the fact that when Trump, when that first was going about, I'm like, ah, he ain't serious. I'm going for Cruz. But I don't know how we got into election and voting. Uh, uh, yeah, were we you, were you kind done? of really went. No, I'm actually <laughs> not done. Okay. So, this is an author's note. I have found that these, and we're still talking about the school shootings. Or shootings in general, whether it's whatever. Uh, I have found that these events have indeed happened all over the country. And every instance that I have investigated the incident at the woman's school in Canada, the shopping center incident in Canada, the Stockton, California massacre, and the murder of Rabbi uh, Mercani, the shooters were all ex-mental patients and all recurrent mental patients who were on the drug Prozac. Now, say what you want to about the drug Prozac. I know there's <laughs> probably millions of Americans that take Prozac now, that don't go like out and shoot people. Antidepressant, right? Right. When in certain doses increases the serotonin level in the patient causing extreme violence coupled with a post-hypnotic suggestion or control through an electronic brain, electronic brain implant or microwave. Was that or Blaine? E- Blaine. Huh. Son of a bitch, where was I at? (laughs) Brain. Causing extreme violence, couple that with post-hypnotic suggestion or control through an electronic brain implant or microwave or ELF intrusion, and you get mass murder ending in every case with suicide. Exhume the perpetrator of the murders and check for a brain implant. I think you're going to be surprised. Now, whether I believe that or not, Again, remember this is 1991. This is prior to a shit ton of mass shootings that we've had since 1991. I understand he's attributing Prozac, but he's also attributing Prozac with certain doses, with also post-hypnotic suggestions. Now, we've talked about that in the MKUltra episode. When was MKUltra? 60... Started in the 50s. Okay. 50s, 60s. 
<laughs> finally ended, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, air quotes, ended in the 70s, right? Do we know what effect? Well, you know, I, n- not, we've, to, not to... Um, we've talked about three, well, we've talked about two different shooters. No, we've talked about three different shooters that we've talked about with MK Ultra. We've talked about Sirhan Sirhan. That did Robert Kennedy, which might be coming back around. Uh, we talked about <laughs> we talked about uh, John Hinckley, right, with Reagan, and we talked about Mark David Chapman with your personal hero, John Lennon. All could have been said to been on some sort of drugs, right, and had some hypnotic suggestions or MK Ultra or you know, whatever you want to call it. So, do I think that they have brain implants? Do I think you're going to exhume some of these people? I mean, some of these some bitches are still alive. Sirhan Sirhan, right. John Hinckley, I think, are all still alive. Mark David Chapman's still alive. Yeah. So, you know, you're not exhuming them. But um, Well, let me ask you And this. not every one of these cases end up in suicide. But how many of some of these other mass shootings have we seen where they're suicide right vegas shooter the nashville shooter most recently right uh the uh you just brought it up the pole shooting right maybe they weren't suicided fort hood i think fort hood maybe they didn't commit suicide but they were taken out to your job's over so it's it's kind of hard to have a story when uh there's no uh nobody to talk so, I knew this one would get you. I and I gonna, still got one more after this. I was going to ask something. Go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. No, no, no. Go ahead. I can't remember what I was going to say. So, Gun, shooting, MK Ultra. MK Ultra. <clears throat> so, I'm on MK Ultra. <laughs> you triggered me. No. Purple elephants. So, <laughs> not, not that generally we try to not talk about a bunch of other podcasts okay. and, and whatnot. But, you... Did you... Listen, not to his last show, but the show before Tripoli. Six six five. Uh what was that one? What were they talking about? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> what were they talking about? You have to tell I, me I what don't, the subject matter is. I would have to look it up. But anyway, during the course of that show, let me I can look it up real quick. They talked about stuff. <laughs> I do know that. Riveting right. audio. It was uh, the secret Marxist war on the family with Simon Esler. Right. So mm. that really triggered you. Mm. Filmmaker Simon Esler to the show discussed movie cut Daughters of the West. A- anyway, not that I, who I, was I, on there, what they necessarily, what the title of the show was. During, during the course of that show, one of the guys that's on the show, uh, I don't remember who it was. <laughs> Shit. Turn off. <laughs> Mention they were talking about MK Ultra, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> we know L- uh, LK MK Ultra as being a physical drug, right? Well, we we know it as being where they experimented with dosing of LSD or whatever LSD, the case may right. be. Mm-hmm. So he made the point but, was maybe MK Ultra. The idea is still alive, but it's not through giving 
And eight. we've said that before. Right. We said that on the show that that okay, the MK Ultra, I think in nineteen seventy nine they admitted that the program went defunct. You know, right. they, they ended the program. Right. But did they really defunct. But did they really? Or did they find a better alternative? Method? You know, and then you have these cell phones where everyone's buried in them, mm-hmm. looking at well, whatever it, they're looking at. And I would say it started probably with TV, mm-hmm. and it moved, and and much like technology moved does, moved into computers, moved into computers, and, then and, then and now we're into cell phones. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent believe that MK Ultra is still alive. Yeah, it's just they're just not they're the, refining the form, the right. format, whatever. Absolutely, right. absolutely. So go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was his thoughts again. I don't know how many of these people you would see a brain implant. I, I don't know whether it went that far. I don't even think they had to get that far. I don't think they had to implant anything in your brain. I think they they used this program to identify people that were... And I, and I think I've told you this before. And, and um, we went to a comedy show one time. Way off, way off subject. Sorry. We went to a comedy show, and it was a um, hypnotist comedy show. Okay. And the hypnotist, afterwards, we were talking to him or whatever, and he straight out admitted only a certain percentage of people of the population are suggestible to hypnosis. Right. Meaning you can or cannot. And if you have you ever been to one of those shows? No. Okay. So essentially what happens is he takes a bunch of volunteers from the crowd. So let's say he takes 10 people from the crowd. Okay. And he goes to start putting them under hypnosis. He dismisses people because he can tell whether they are or are not. Right. You're out, you're out, you're out, you're out because you're not susceptible. You're you're not going under. Okay. So you might wind up with let's say 10 people, you might wind up with 5. Right. Or 6, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think in this program during the MK Ultra years, I think you found what worked, what didn't work. You found what people were susceptible, what people weren't susceptible. You found the triggers that trigger people and the things that don't. I think they, like we just talked about, they refined, they fine tuned, they perfected their craft. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I'm trying to get it close to me. But. No, no, no. You're fine. But but my point being is I don't believe in the brain implant no more than I believed in the gas-powered gun shooting a neurotoxin into Kennedy's brain. I think he's far off base there. I, th- I think they but just I think- found people that, are, that were easily subjugated to a certain situation, and then they were... And then you gaslight those people. Right. And we heard about that recently. We were talking about that the other day, about the kid whose parents, if I'm not mistaken, they're suing or at least they're claiming that the FBI was, was trying... Right. To get their, their, and I believe he had some sort of um, mental disability or whatever. He was uh, like autistic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But they were trying to get him to. Right. Do Mm. one. Yeah. 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 So if, if that's, if that's true, let's, let's say for sure. You pick your, you, you, you look for certain. Trigger or signs or whatever. Right. And then you identify these people, and then you uh, manipulate them. There you go. So let's say that situation's true. The kid, the, the parents are suing the FBI. 
Oh, by the way, they're dead. Anyway, um, <laughs> who's to say? Okay, <laughs> here you go. I got something for you. Who's to say? Nelson Cruz, right? The of uh, Uvalde shooter. I don't remember his name. Salvador Ramos. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Parkland. That was Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, Highland. These these certain people. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. What is a common denominator of all those people? Forget about age, race, whatever. What's the common thing that we heard after the fact about those people, whoever those people were? So, um, are you are you talking about the fact that they were known to the FBI, right? Or the fact that they were all former mental, I, I, not whatever. They well, were known by the FBI. They were known by the FBI. Then you go to this kid and his folks that are suing the FBI for trying to manipulate their son into doing some some shit. Mm-hmm. So let's play devil's advocate and let's assume that this kid, his parents didn't find out anything, and he ended up doing something. Could this have been the Nicholas Cruz? Could this, could this have been this another be the- kid that the FBI was aware of? Well, it's not even that they're just aware of. It's the fact that if you look at most of these people, Adam Lanza, uh, even with with uh, Harrison Klebold, even with um, James Holmes, they're all former. John. No, James. James. <laughs> they're all have mental. Right, I, I get the mental aspect of it. I'm so referring to the whole. They, but is that why they're known to the FBI? But that's what I'm saying. Are Does, they? Are they like when when you hear when you're watching the news and you're just Joe Schmuck, don't fucking pay attention to shit, and you're like, whatever. Uh, Bob Johnson, sorry, Bob, was known to by the FBI. And we, you and I, would ask the question: Why in the fuck, if you knew? Yeah, but my, that's I think, where I start questioning, how were you known? Right. You were known because you, FBI, CIA, whoever, said, mm. well, is it a situation where you get a list? Right. And be, I mean, because, sorry to say, because, because that's... That, that phrase never made sense to me. Oh, so known. and so was known by the FBI. Mm-hmm. What known? How known? What did you guys have sex? Because, well, were you drink Bud Lights together? <laughs> I'm I, assuming that they meant that that there had been some questionable, maybe social media posts. Maybe there had been some questionable online posts. Maybe they had been questioned prior to for whatever incident. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that could be because I I know that most of these people. That do these things, whether it's school shootings, you know, whatever. They get online and they, oh, I'm going to go kill 100 people, wherever. I'm mm-hmm. going to, I, you know, whatever. Um, and then they go do it. I guess my question is, how many people post shit on a daily basis on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And here I am with my guns. I'm going to shoot up a school. And then don't do it. Are those people known by the FBI? It's a good question. Or they're probably known, it, but how much are they? Or is it like, all right, Chris Christopher well, J. McGillicuddy's fucking shot down. We're gonna convince him to go shoot up a circle. Could K. be. Could be. 
it's hear me not out. Be, it's not gonna be hard. We need you to go to. <laughs> we need you to go to Hillsborough County. <laughs> it's a certain Say less. <laughs> <laughs> where, <laughs> where are you going, buddy? Um, AR's right there. If you, you bring hey, it back. Hey. Wipe those bullets off. Listen. Oh, sorry. I'm going to say this. You know, you know I who, was looking at the door like you were really you know, leaving. <laughs> you know who else was known to the FBI? John Wilkes Booth. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, Lee Harvey Oswald. Come on, man. No, no, no. No, I know. Okay. Yeah, well... Uh, I would venture a guess that uh, the dude that shot uh, Lincoln. Uh, Mark David Chapman? No, the other one. Reagan. Uh, John Hinckley? Was probably known to by the FBI. And and I've asked this question on the show. We've talked about it. If you know, why aren't you stopping these motherfuckers? Because they're doing what they're told to do. No, man, they haven't done anything yet. I'm talking about the ones that have. Oh. Well, not not the they... other ones. They haven't been triggered yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, triggered, right? <laughs> I told you this one would get you. <laughs> so what I else you, you I would take you What to... <laughs> else you got? Three hours later. <laughs> and I'm sorry for the length of this. <laughs> Something he's never said before. <laughs> and the podcast. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, words, words he have he has never uttered. Sort so, of length of this. Oh my! So I'm gonna play this clip. Hang, on, let me see. Let me see if this is even relevant. I'm gonna play this real quick. Okay. Let's see. Let's see here. <laughs> Can't even find this it. This is about to blow your mind. An alliance of all the powers on earth, open and hidden, decided that the individual freedoms could no longer be tolerated in the interest of the preservation of the human race. They believed the common man could not be trusted. Studies were done to determine a method to arrest the population explosion before the point of no return would be reached. It was determined that an immediate attack on the problem would involve two points of intervention. The first was to lower the birth rate. The second was to increase the death rate. To lower the birth rate, several programs were put into motion. The first was the development of positive birth control methods using mechanical diaphragm and condom, chemical foam and birth control pills and medical sterilization abortion and hysterectomy procedures these were developed and implemented the women's liberation movement was started with a demand for free abortions using quote-unquote pro-choice as its rallying cry homosexuality was encouraged and gay liberation was born homosexuals do not have children zero population growth became a hot subject at cocktail parties individual freedom the heat of the moment Religion and the old blue laws sabotaged these efforts. And while zero population growth became a reality in some areas, population increased rapidly in others. Pay attention. The only alternative left to the world's ruling elite was to increase the death rate. This was a difficult thing to do, as no one wanted to pick people out of a crowd and line them up for execution. Neither did they relish the possible consequences of an enraged public upon discovering that they were being systematically murdered. Of course... A very short but very deadly war using nuclear weapons upon select population concentrations was contemplated. And to tell you the truth, was not ruled out. The fact that such a population control was even contemplated confirmed the worst fears of those who participated in the 1957 study. War was put on a back burner to simmer, but may become a reality 
In the meantime, something else had to be done that would absolve the decision makers of guilt and place the blame on those who did not lead clean lives. Something that could be blamed upon Mother Nature. What was needed was the bubonic plague or some other horrible natural disease. The answer came from Rome. The recommendation was to develop a microbe that would attack the autoimmune system and thus render the development of a vaccine impossible. The orders were given to develop the microbe. Okay, I already read in that portion. I wasn't sure whether that led down, but... I mean, it is very interesting. We never really got into the whole substitute meat thing that he was talking about where we were going to take meat. And if you started seeing the uptick now where they're talking about alternate sources of protein. Right. What is it? Bugs? Right. Bug cricket? What is it? Cricket protein? Just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So real quick, when was that video? Again, this video is all based off his book from 1991. Okay. So this was all... You know, talked about off that's, the pale horse. Uh, yeah, behold a pale horse. Now, what I do want to talk about is the fact that Bill Cooper, uh, and I was actually listening to it today. It's it's a very long listen, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It's like nine hours long, um, very long listen. But he was actually on the radio. They asked him to be on the radio the day 9/11 happened. Right. Now he actually. Uh, and he alludes to it in his radio broadcast. So he's on the radio broadcasting whatever people are calling in. And he says several times, you know, I called this. I I told you it was going to be in a high population area, most likely New York, because New York is the place where if you look at the U.S. and you think of the U.S., right? you think of New York. Yeah, especially if you're a foreigner. Right. right. So he... He even says, I called this. I told you they were going to do this in a heavily populated area. New York, L.A. Um, Chicago. Chi- well, uh, D.C., you know, somewhere like this. He said, but most likely New York because of that very reason. Right. People view New York as the heart of America, right? It's it's where our financial systems are, you know, most based, right? Right. Um. He actually called, I think, in June of 2001, he said that there was going to be some sort of false flag event, some sort of event that was going to happen that was going to be blamed on Osama bin Laden. Still with me, buddy? Yeah. (laughs) That was going to be blamed on Osama bin Laden and not, not to believe it. Right? Right. So I listened to him when he was on the air during the 9-11 incident. Like I said, it ran... I think he was on the air for nine hours that day. And listening to the first half of it, I think I listened to maybe three and a half, four hours of it. And say what you want to. And I'm going to say this about Bill Cooper. You can think he's a... You can think he's a conspiracy nut like everybody else. He seems to genuinely care and genuinely believe what he's saying. Alex Jones, full of shit. Some of the things that he said, we've talked about it. He's been right. Right. Right? But if he's regurgitating what these guys are saying. Where's he getting his material from? Right. But Alex Jones, and knowing what happened to Bill Cooper, and we'll get into that in a minute, he very much lived what he was preaching 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Alex Jones doesn't, doesn't strike me as the type that does that. We saw what he'd look like in the hearing for the Sandy Hook thing. Right. Right? Very neutered. Apologetic. Apologetic. Looked very simp- tried to look sympathetic. <clears throat> right. You know what I'm saying? Bill Cooper struck me as the kind of guy that was like, they're taking away our, much like what I've heard you say. Right. They're trying to take away our constitutional republic. And we need to get back. We need to do whatever we can to fight back against that. (laughs) So So I think he was very, very much, whether he was full of shit, whether he wasn't, I think he very much believed in the things that he said. But the fact that this dude said three months prior, there's going to be something that's going to happen here. I'm I'm a little worried. Uh Uh-huh. So are you trying to say that I'm going to die? Maybe. Okay. Eventually. (laughs) Probably. Who knows? Are the police coming to get me? Anyways. Man, something's going to happen to me. No, oh. something's going to happen. They're going to blame Osama bin Laden. Don't believe it for a second. And listening to his and radio this was well before. 9/11. This was three months. This was three months prior to 9-11. He wasn't saying planes were going to hit the building. That was me. Sorry. It's trying to get me to update. So, you know, it, it can track my every move. Um, we're hearing everything you're saying. He wasn't saying that planes were going to hit the building. He wasn't saying that any of these things. He was saying now he Something. was well. He was very much and and here's here's a very odd thing and and this is what really kind of I think painted Bill Cooper in a bad light is right after the Oklahoma City bombing, it came out that like Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols, which were the two perpetrators supposed perpetrators of the Oklahoma City bombing and Bill Cooper was very critical of that. He was one of the first people that were saying you can't blow up a fucking building like that with a fertilizer truck. Right. There had to be explosives. Look, I was taught in the military. I was taught how to take down and he I think he called them hard targets. Right. I was taught how to take down hard targets. You cannot blow up a building like the the uh, Murrah building with a fucking fertilizer truck out front. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to detonate. You have to have explosives on the pillars inside this building to detonate it. And he said very much the same things about 9-11. A plane in the top quarter half of the building, hitting right. the top half of the building, is not going to bring down the entire yeah, building. it's not going to get hit down the base or whatever. Exactly. He said, you have to, and he said it several times, just in the four, three, four hours I was listening to it, several times. Anybody that believes that this is all about planes hitting, and granted, he was very sympathetic. Please pray for the people that are there. Please pray for the families, the people that have lost their lives. Whatever, right? Right. Was not Alex Jonesing it. You know what I'm saying? And he he even goes on in his broadcast to say... I'm not Alex Jones. No, he said, be very careful who you're listening to and what kind of stuff you're regurgitating. Don't regurgitate rumors. Only speak to facts. Only speak to the things that you know. Don't listen to these people. Right. One of his very big things that he talked about, don't believe everything you hear. Don't even believe me. But listen to what everything that everybody's saying. Don't believe me. He wanted you to do your own research. Right. Listen, 
listen to what everybody's saying, but do your own research. Right? Whereas Alex Jones is, listen to me, I'm telling you the truth. It's the lizard Illuminati coming to, you know what I'm saying? Right. He doesn't want you to question him. Right. Bill Cooper was very much like, question everything. Question everybody. Do your own fucking research. See if what I'm saying, if I'm full of shit. Right? So, his 9-11 stuff, say what you want to. The guy was up front day of saying, if you believe that these planes hit the the top half of these buildings that took them down. Right. You're not, there's something <clears throat> not right. You're not thinking you're not, you're not using your, you know, the gray matter between your ears. Hmm. Right. You know, think but, about it. Right. Think about it. They actually had a caller call in and the dude was from Jersey. And he was talking about the fact that a guy called in that was inside the building. I forgot what floor he was on. And he said the guy wasn't calling in to give a status report. He wasn't calling in to be like, oh, this is a situation. The guy was calling for help. He was trying to get out of the fucking building. Right. But he was talking about what happened inside the building. And he said the windows were blown out from the inside. So it wasn't right through glass didn't come in. It was blown out. out. Right. Which would simulate uh, an explosion inside. Exactly. So, um, like I said, it's a very long listen. It's it's a lot of repetitiveness. It's a lot of whatever listening to it. It's you, very interesting. You talking about this show? I'm talking about this show. <laughs> so, Bill Cooper. Right. William Cooper. Mm -hmm. Where is he now? Why isn't he running for He's president? Why under, isn't he... Under the ground. Mm. Oddly enough. Heart attack. COVID. He died with COVID. There you go. COVID kills them all. In in 2001, he died with COVID. Hmm. Wait. He had pre-COVID. He had COVID before COVID. Cool. <laughs> he had pre-COVID. So, COVID. So, yeah, it's kind of sketchy about what happened with Bill Cooper. Uh, I know that some people said he was under investigation uh, due to tax evasion. Um, as you could imagine, someone that feels this way about the government. Um, probably is not real keen on paying his taxes. Right. <laughs> right. Um, kind of the situation that happened is from my understanding that there was, uh, he lived in Arizona, kind of a little bit remote, but there was some people kind of having like a party, soiree, whatever, and I don't know whether it was particularly on his land, down the street from his land, whatever the situation was. Went down there with a gun. Tried to get the people to leave or whatever. Sheriff's Department came. Uh, shootout ensued. From my understanding, he killed one of the officers and they ended up eventually killing him. Right? Right. He was 58 years old. This is two months after 9-11. And he was very outspoken about the fact, like I said, just in the short time that I listened on the day of, we're only talking about maybe an hour, two hours from when the planes hit the buildings. This guy's on the radio saying, this isn't what it looks like. Right. So buildings, by the way, <laughs> building seven hasn't even fallen yet. Right. Right. 
and I know we're talking about doing a 9-11 episode. We'll <laughs> get into all that, but... Here we go. <laughs> hour number four. <laughs> um, Whatever. <laughs> so Right, well, lizard, yeah. But killed two months after 9-11. Did you know he died on November 5th? Do you know what November 5th is? It says November 6th. No, he died on November 5th. Okay. Do you know what November 5th is? Uh-uh. You you actually... Yeah, remember, remember the 5th of November. So it's Guy Fawkes Day. Right. The uh, gunpowder treason. Odd, right? Mm. He had believed that the government was after him for a while. Now, right. granted, you could say somebody that's into conspiracy theories, is, and, and especially a lot of the things that he's talking about, anti-government, right-wing, if you want to consider him that, you could you could understand why he might be a little paranoid. Probably became even a little more paranoid in his later years. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then especially after something like 9-11 happening, I could imagine he was extremely paranoid. Actually sent his, I believe his wife and his daughter, like actually sent them away so he didn't have to worry about, you know, like them getting something happening to them. But uh, nevertheless, yeah. Interesting. Interesting guy. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you have a person talking about stuff years before it happened, then reaffirming, I told you so, and then dying two months later because he wouldn't keep his mouth shut. Because he told you so. Because he's like, they're like, you shutty. I find it interesting, and, and, and leading up to this, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and talking about bill cooper and a lot of them were very dismissive of him and he was full of shit and he was all you know and they're laughing at him and laughing all this stuff and especially you know about his his um ufo days and whatnot i just want to point out that our u.s navy like a lot of the things where they just came out and declassified a lot of the ufo sightings and the (laughs) video footage also came from the navy by the way i just want to point that out and the fact that the fucking pentagon the end-all, be-all of what we should consider to be the the most knowledgeable of... Intelligence. Right. Uh, just claim, came out and said that there could possibly be a, a uh, UFO mothership that's coming near our planet. Right. So, for as many people that want to laugh at Bill Cooper, and I said it earlier, I mean, you're not real big into UFOs, we're not big into aliens or whatever... Laugh all you want to about him. Our fucking federal government is coming out admitting, yeah, there's UFOs out there. We've got them on video. We can't understand it. We can't explain it. No, oh, by the way, there might be a motherfucking mothership right off. <laughs> Peace oh. out. <laughs> right. Well, so and so. Let me say ask what you, you want. Let me ask you a question because I, I don't care about calling out podcasts. Who were you listening to? Various. I, when I say various, I mean more than two or three. To once again use words mm-hmm. that Tri- Sam Tripoli uses, is it safe to say that some of those, most of those, were what he calls limited hangouts? I don't even think they were limited hangouts. I think they were just they wanted to cover, they wanted to um, discredit anything that he was saying. I mean, they they were laughing about shit that he had said when it's fucking happening right now. And it's not like these podcasts were 
three, four, five years ago. One of them was, as a matter of fact, was done within the last three months, four months. Right. And I'm like, the fucking shit is happening right now. And you're laughing about it because you take certain aspects of it and you say, well, that's bullshit. That can't be. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Well, listening to the stories, well, especially of Cooper and Ike, the fact that he's still alive is probably due to the fact that he's in England. In England, and and I think for most part, he's been discredited as being crazy crazy and whatever. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I just think it's crazy. You look at these quote unquote conspiracy theorists and these crazy people from back in the eighties and nineties and the things that they were saying end up being true. We're watching it happen in real time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um it's almost very Notre Damacy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean I mean they shot holes in his UFO, his background. Uh, was he even really in, you know, I mean, he's obviously, he was in the military because he's got military records. Was he really in naval intelligence? Was he, you know, this, was he that? What? Stop scrutinizing the guy's background and listen to what the fuck he's saying to right. you. Look at what he's saying. That document, that's so stupid. How would, if it's the global elite and this is their big plan, why would they leave it in a, I don't fucking know. But the fact is, the guy's listening to what he's saying. And so much so that, you know, I don't know whether you you have seen this or not, but he's actually come up in hip-hop of certain artists. I think Mm. uh, Nas did a, uh, what was it, what was the name of the song, Testify? He actually brings up, he references Bill Cooper. Mm. Um, I think Buster Rhymes gave a copy of the book to Nas. Um, he's got some pop culture type stuff and, you know, I mean, it resonates obviously with some people. Right. I think they said that only 3,500 copies were printed. And I think to date, I think he sold more than 350,000 copies of his book. Hmm. So obviously he resonates with a certain crowd. Some people believe what he's saying, or at least are intrigued with some of the things that he said. And, uh, you know, and on another note on pop culture reference, mm-hmm. reference, a lot of the things that he said and his things that he talked about with UFOs right. was actually taken by the X-Files and created a lot of their storylines. So the, the whole human hybrid and, and, uh, this, so, that, and the other from the X-Files. Wait, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Are you saying the X-Files are real? Uh, I'm saying that they took a lot of Bill Cooper's material and created storylines for the X-Files. Is it safe to say the truth is out there? Somewhere. (laughs) All right. What else you got? (laughs) I think that's enough. Two and a half hours later. Right. I just just thought I'd bring you Bill Cooper. Yeah, Bill Cooper. That's a good one because... In all honesty, I'll probably title this "Who is William Cooper?" No, it's uh, it's uh, Cinco de Drinco. Cinco de Drinco. <laughs> no, I don't know that that's a good title. <laughs> I think people will say, "See how great here they are; they're going to drink again." Let me guess, Bill Clinton's there, right? Hey, how'd you know? <laughs> Shut up, Bill. Drink your drink. 
Okay. But I, I, I encourage people to go and research further into Bill Cooper. If you want to read, uh, I believe, actually, uh, Behold, it's a pale Hor- uh, Behold a Pell Horse is actually free online. You can download it in PDF form. You can actually read it. I, th- I believe there's a website called right. the Internet Hold Archive. On a second. Hold on a second. Are you getting paid? I'm getting paid. This is, this behold, is my sponsor. Behold a Pale, pale Horse. Horse. Yes. Uh, I believe there's a website that's called the Internet Archive where you can actually read it uh, kind of like in a PDF form. It's it's, and and granted, I need to go through and, and read the whole book. I mean, it's a lot in there. Uh, Bill Cooper wasn't the greatest writer, so it's more kind of like a tech manual than than anything. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, go read his book. I mean, he writes like shit, but go read his book. <laughs> well, what's really interesting is he actually wrote another book, um, that kind of referenced more biblical times, and it was called uh, what was it? Uh, Babylon, the Mystery Babylon, or something like that. And I've actually heard that it's. <sighs> he did a movie, New World Order, communism by backdoor. Wait, that's well. He was young. He needed the money. <laughs> that, that's John Holmes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. There we go. Can I can I throw something out? Sure. Just real quick, and I'm sorry. I know I know we're probably running along here, but. I watched a movie. Movie. Recently. Shocking. <laughs> and it's and I and I'm going to tie this in here in a minute. I'm going to tell you about the movie. The was movie it was gay called, sex at the end. Right. It was called Snowpiercer. And so gay sex. Essentially, what happened in this movie is uh, the world essentially froze over. They created this huge fucking train that that ran the globe. Right. And they're all on board this long-ass train. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. The globe? The, glo- uh, the the world. Okay. Okay. The fly plane. Like, they connected all the railroad tracks or whatever, so it, it pretty much ran. And this right. was a super fucking long train. And essentially, all life was on this train. Okay. And you had the, the back, the dirties, the whatever you call them, and that was a majority of the people were in the back cars. Okay. And they struggled for food, and they were very dirty, and they did the manual work, and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, as you went up the train, you had these different levels of... Class? Classes. Okay. Until you got to the engineer at the very front, and he's the one that created the train, the whole system, blah, 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 blah. They're, they decide to try to overthrow the train, so they're they're making their way up to the front of the train. They figure out these... Things that they've been eating is essentially these fucking bugs that have been crushed into this like little protein bar, and that's what they've been eating. They keep making their way up to the train. Uh, they're not supposed to get that far because they're the less society. The dude gets to all the way to the front of the train, and uh, the guy offers him the job to be the engineer now because he's getting old or whatever. But essentially, there's a balance to the train. Right. So you got to have a balance. They've got to keep the population at a certain level level because if you allow them to overpopulate the train then everybody dies right and if you underpopulate everybody dies you know what i'm saying so right. it's kind of like a oh well you you know this is such a responsibility that you got to have these people that like i want to say homo stapi what's it called homo stapius homo st- I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Homos, right. Homos running the world. 
No, no, no. I mean, it was a very odd Homo movie. Stathis? It was it was a very odd movie, but nevertheless, you could see the the underlyings of the world of the world. The things that were that that we just talked about here. You have to keep a balance of so many people in the world. You know, you can't overpopulate because whatever, and the dirties back in the back. The dirties in the back eat bugs and whatever, while the upper class are partying in the front front part of the train. And you know, they're they're te- you know, it, it was it was a very odd movie, very strange movie, very sci-fi movie. What was so, very interesting? Nerd movie, in other words. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was what it was. Nerd. I didn't regret watching it. How about that? Now, right. what's what's interesting? It's no friends, by the way. What's interesting? Is it features an actor named John Hurt. Do you know who John Hurt is? Sounds familiar. Okay. You've probably seen him before. I know, as a matter of fact, you've seen him before. So, he was also in another movie that was made in 1980. um, God, when was the movie made? Nevertheless, the movie was 1984. It was the adaptation movie based off of the Charles... uh, The Orwell... Charles Dickinson? No, no, no. The George Orwell book. Right. I'm sorry. I don't know where I got Charles from. Of 1984. It was the movie based off the book. Featured John Hurt. It was the lead character in it. Do you know where else you've seen John Hurt? I know the name sounds he familiar. He was the Chancellor in V for Vendetta. So he's in three different movies, which we consider to be almost modern-day adaptions of real life. What shit's going on? I find it very odd that the same actor was in all three movies. With that being said, I'm out. Hey, you leaving? He's taking the mic. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, B for Vendetta, right? Right. Yeah, that's crazy shit. And the fact that I didn't know... I You... You obviously not talking today while we worked. You did plenty of research. I, on the other hand, brought you Whoopi Goldberg getting fired. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Thank you. <laughs> well, he's made it to the Mount Crushmore of the D-Top Studios. <laughs> no, I can't. No. I'm just, I was just happy to be back on the show. Well, you're always more than welcome to be back. No, no. Every one, once in a while. Once every three or four months is good. <laughs> but we can't drink and eat pizza if you're only here once in a while. Right, but they're also not three-hour shows either. It's only been two hours and 40 <laughs> minutes. You're welcome, people. Whew. Another banger. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. William Cooper. All right, guys. So, uh, like he said, look up the book. Uh was it Beyond a Pale Horse? Uh, behold. Horse. Behold. Be- behold a Pale a Horse. A Pale Horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be willing to bet you could probably Google that. There's probably, I mean, looking at his profile here, he's done some short movies mm-hmm. and, and stuff. So be interesting to hear the things he's saying. And, and then you got to keep in mind that these were over 30 years ago. That he's saying these things, so <laughs> it's much like when when I or we do these shows, 
and when we talk about certain things, whatever whatever those things are, and then a week, a month, of yeah, whatever, we, six we, months later, we, we think it's great shit when we called it out a year ahead. Yeah, of time. like like when we first started doing the show mm-hmm. back January of twenty one, and as we got comfortable doing the show, so let's say two months or so into doing the show, we would do shows about whatever. And you would say you would say some crazy shit. Now this was, mind you, in the heat of COVID, mm-hmm. right? And you would talk about stuff, and I'm puking right now. <laughs> you would talk about stuff like um, digital, you know, whatever, digital mm-hmm. IDs, mm-hmm. Uh, COVID uh, vaccine passports, mm-hmm. and, and we would go into the. The Amazon One, mm-hmm. the we talked about digital currency dot. two years ago, mm-hmm. right? And it, it frustrates me, and you know this, that I've even done shows recently. Like, okay, for example, the uh, Sandman Project Sandman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is bullshit. I talked about this <laughs> a fucking a year, year ago, ago mm-hmm. and here now before the BRICS nation now was even everybody a thing. wants to talk about it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to play. Look, I played this. Look, I said this last year, mm-hmm. you know, and granted, who are we? Right. We're getting I get it. But but could you imagine being 30 years down the road? Right. And fucking been like. <laughs> <laughs> And being killed over it, uh, by the I, way. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean I guess, I guess, at least we're still here to. <laughs> I guess that's the one thing. But it's like, I don't know. I guess my point being is in 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 saying the things that I'm saying and what we've said is share the show. We we might just be some dudes with full time jobs doing a part time podcast, but I venture to guess and say that the three ish. <laughs> days a week that I bring a show to you guys. It's pretty informational. And I, and I don't think that I, I don't believe that I regurgitate a lot of shit you're hearing. And, and I'll even go back as far as this week. Okay. So today's Friday, Sunday, I did a show, right? Mm-hmm. Talked about the whistleblowers disappearing. Mm-hmm. And also during that show, if you haven't listened to it, I talked about Jeffrey Epstein and the people involved in that to the mm-hmm. point where I'm, I was thinking about changing the title of the show because, I mean, it's gotten 50, 60 downloads, whatever it is right now. But now hey, everybody's talking about the article I talked about on Sunday. Not saying that everyone's like, oh, crap, Don's talking about it. I'm just saying that we might not be, you know, Bongino or Poso or Matt Walsh or... Daily Wire or any of these things, but I'm damn it. It's like the shit we're saying is just as good and breaking it just as much or sooner than some of these other guys because they don't work on weekends. They don't do shows. They don't, you know, right. They take Christmas off. They do this. They do that. I will say this about that. And I I think this show, I think you mentioned a couple other shows. I think Don, uh, Dan Bongino, I think, um, Jesse Kelly, I think, there are a couple of shows out there that live in the spirit, whether they know it or not, live in the spirit of Bill, of Bill Cooper because his ultimate thing was don't just sit back 
you know what I mean? We might be to a point now where it's too late. Who knows? But when he was writing these things, when he was saying these things, he was trying to get the word out of saying, we need to take back our fucking country before this happens, before it's too late. So is it safe to say that I, Don Q, <laughs> having never heard of Bill Cooper... Or keeping the spirit alive. Keeping the spirit of Bill Cooper yeah. alive? Yeah, yeah. Not even knowing who this guy is. not even knowing is. who he was. But, so maybe... But... Maybe I'm the reincarnation. No, because I was... No, you were already alive when he was, was alive. But nevertheless... Um, Son of a bitch. Not just... <laughs> not just sitting back. Not just watching this stuff happen. But trying to have a voice. Trying to speak out about these things. And... And, and, and trying to make people aware. Well, and the thing is, is like... Some of the shows I do, I'm sitting here banging on the table, and I'm like, listen, you, God, we need to do this. It's we the people, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Whatever crap I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> but it's like you get not knowing anything more than what you've told us about Bill Cooper today. I can understand his frustration because you do the research. You do the looking. you do, And you got to think back when this guy was doing the research, it wasn't, let me pick up my phone and... No, no, no. Search, search, search. Yeah. You were like literally were doing research. Yeah. And then Absolutely. when he would speak about whatever, he was passionate because he's like reading the tea leaves, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I'm reading articles that are being printed that no one's paying attention to. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm coming up with this shit on my own. It's like there's literally articles. No, but he's like digging through paper copies. Right. Of whatever. So and, I can and, understand his frustration, and it, and it makes me aware of the fact that he, the way he died, and when he died, mm -hmm. and probably why he died. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm so big and whatever that they're going to catch me in a hell of bullets, but who's to say? But I will say, would you see Alex Jones going out that way? No, I think what happened with... Would you with, see? I think it, what with happened with with Alex Jones is why he's where he's at. I think he was told. I think I, here I'm going to give Alex Jones this much credit. A mm -hmm. little bit small, bigger than your penis. No. Um, I think he embodied or wanted to embody. I think he wanted the money. Well, I think I think he I, found a way to popularize it and 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 also embody Bill Cooper, but. When the chips were down and it was like, listen, motherfucker, you do remember what happened to Bill Cooper, right? Uh, yeah, but I think he was always that way. And that's what I'm saying. I think I think Cooper called him out for being what he was. Oh. He was a, a hoaxer. He was a coattail rider. He was a... Right. And a lot of the subject matter that he rides off today... Even to the point where some of the documentation that he uh, uh, references today is off of that. It's off of that. But sheeple, he likes to use the term well, sheeple. Like I said, that was Bill. Bill Cooper coined that. Right. He was the first one telling people to wake up, wake up. So these have become two of the most influential punchline, or not punchlines, but but sayings, sayings right. for Alex Jones. They're not even his. Right, but my point is, is like when Sandy Hook, when when all this shit happened, what was it last year or whatever, with the whole Lawsuit. Sandy Hook people suing him and whatever. Right, he's cut right on down. Right, 
you know. Whereas this dude took a bullet. Seems kind of like he was like took a bullet. Took bullets. Yeah, (laughs) multiple. So Um, uh, that's why I'm saying I think everything that he said, whether you whether you believe him or not, I think he believed. Right. And I think his actions stated he believed. And I think that's where when you listen to certain podcast, I think they get frustrated because they're trying to tell you the things that they believe. Mm-hmm. Bond, you know, like we make fun and say, Oh, hold the line, blah, blah, blah. And I told you today, I said, I don't know. He's a little more animated than he used to be because now that he's not with Fox anymore, I think he has that freedom, I guess. Um, me, I'm not saying I'm Bongino or any one of these people, but, and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I guess, I guess in essence, if I were to take the level of this podcast compared to comparable levels of podcasts. So if there's a dude and his buddy out there doing a podcast and they've got, they've been doing it for two years, whatever, They've got X amount of downloads. What do they sound like? What kind of content are they bringing and how passionate are they about it? I think the things we talk about, and I hate to be sounding like I'm tooting my own horn, but here we go, toot toot, right? (laughs) I think the subject we talk about are just as good as the big boys. And this is our self-promotion aspect of the show, folks, where I need you guys, the hundred or so downloads that we might get from this show to share this show to help us out like i've said before i i'm not asking for money right except for you i, I need some money from you <laughs> or we have my money no uh i don't do a patreon i don't do these things that these other guys are doing i don't do a subscription podcast hey you want to hear the good shit subscribe to my podcast you know what I'm saying? I'm just asking you to subscribe to this podcast. It doesn't cost you anything. You've already listened to it. Hit the button. And then share it. And then hopefully one day I won't have to work for a living. I can do this for a living. Well, right. And then I can hire Chris as my part-time <laughs> slacker. Wait. Part-time. You heard me. Uh, on our already? <laughs> right. I might be able to give you some money. Oh. That'll work. <laughs> well, like I said, the the main thing and, and, and the thing that I took away from it is don't don't accept like like you said, listen to everybody. Don't believe everything you hear. Do your own do research. your research. And nowadays it, it's so much easier to do that. It is and it isn't. Well, what I mean because by what I mean, so much stuff that's right. false, and you have to weed. No, through the... I get it, but how many times do people, you and I included, I'm not blaming everyone else. No, oh, yeah. Where you've got ten, twenty, thirty, an hour of time that you could be doing research, and I'm talking right to you. I know. No, but instead you're looking at TikTok and the girls shaking their fat asses and. But you know what I'm saying. How many times do we as people, and I'm not talking about you and I in general, but just people in general, that you're on Facebook, you're playing the games on, you know, whatever, the, the, I don't even know the games, Candy Crush or whatever, I don't even know if that's still around. But um, you know what I'm saying? We occupy our time with with bullshit instead of reading, looking up stuff like Bill Cooper. 
I would have never thought twice about Bill Cooper. You know, it would have literally taken you or or someone if I was listening to a podcast and they were like, oh, you ever hear about Bill Cooper? You should look him up because you get those kind of podcasts where they might not talk about a certain situation, but they're talking about this over here and whatever they're talking about. Maybe I'm just using Bill Cooper as an example, but oh, but, you know, Bill Cooper was into this, too. And you're like, who the fuck is Bill Cooper? You know, it takes those types of things listening to podcasts whether it's this podcast or other podcasts and that show mentions a name or i'm telling you about project sandman or the illuminati or the bloodlines of the illuminatis or whatever i try to keep i mean with with the exception when chris is here we try to keep the shows around an hour i obviously can't cover every possible thing that needs to be covered in that hour Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the crux of the show is to give you an idea. Oh, you know, Bloodlines of the Illuminati. Here's, you know, so and so. Right. Here's the Astor family. Here's the Collins. If that's something that interests you or you want to know more about it. And it obviously interested you enough to listen to it. it. Mm -hmm. So follow up. Mm -hmm. Find us on social media at Don't Tread on America. Find maybe, us on our website. Maybe you might find something that we missed. Yeah. Reach out to us. I'll give you credit. The only person I don't give credit is Chris. <laughs> That's true. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's the only reason why I show up to the show is just so I can get a little bit of credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're approaching three hours. Oh, sorry. Are we done? I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to cut this up into three shows, so I won't be back <laughs> until next Friday. No, I'm joking. Um, this will be a good weekend listen there for you go. guys. It's Cinco de Mayo. Where's, where's, uh, hold on, hold on. Hold the phone. Back up. Where are we at? Where's Maria at? Uh, hey, Maria. <laughs> what am I looking for? Mexican hat dance. Uh, enter. I'm very pre- Proficient at the soundboard. Okay. Very professional. So, <laughs> all right. So it's Cinco de Mayo, or as the uh, executive producer calls it, Drinko. Cinco no, de Cinco de Drinko. Mm-hmm. That's gone at Drinko that, de Mayo. I have to give that to my wife. Right. Uh, what, are, you, are you really going to dance? Uh, yeah! No? Everybody have a safe. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Drinko. Cinco de Drinko. Or Drinko de Mayo. Cinco. Drinko de Mayo. Drinko de Mayo. That sounds better. I like that. I'm not using her. She don't get credit. (laughs) Cinco de Drinko's stupid. We're going Drinko de Mayo. But be safe. You've got a three-hour podcast. Listen, you got an hour today, hour Saturday, hour Sunday, and And we'll be be back back Monday. Monday. Sugar. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. I really am not very good at this sound. I hardly use the soundboard. So, uh, it, it doesn't show. At all. <laughs> it doesn't? Mm. Where is it at? <laughs> right. And the soundboard. Anyway, uh, is in a, oh, here it is. I want the apple pie. Uh, what would she say? S- say I it. I want the apple car. I, it, right. Right. Agua. Anyway. Astrocinagua. <laughs> That's what we were calling it way back when. Right. 
All right, guys, you guys have a fantastic day. It's Friday, May 5th, 2021, I mean, 23. <laughs> have a most splendiferous uh, Cinco de Drinco or Drinco de Cinco. Drinco de Mayo. Drinco de Mayo. What did I say? Drinco de Cinco. Drinco de Mayo. Drink a beer, preferably not Bud Light. And, you know, I wanted to talk about Bud Light, but I'll talk about it another day. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great day, and we'll, uh, well, I'll talk to you again on Sunday. I, I don't think Chris will be here Sunday. You coming Sunday? No. Come on, come on, man. You hit the gym. We come in here and do another three hours. No. No. Okay. No, he'll be back in August. Right. <laughs> you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Sunday. Hey, thanks for listening.